Welcome back to the Fun Filtered Podcast. Uh, what episode are we on now? 14, 14 I think. Ah, 14? Yeah. Jesus Christ, we're getting there. I know. 20 soon enough? Eddie. Who are you? I'm Eddie. Who are you joined by? I am today. <laughs> I am. I know I'm like half asleep, but like... Uh, Come straight from work, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a long day. I've done like... I hadn't done like pedometer watch on earlier. Oh, right. I've done like 40,000 steps. Really? <laughs> right. I walked downstairs. <laughs> Do podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my. I, th- I think um, I just rolled to the car. I didn't even think I walked yet today. I hate you both so much. Um... <laughs> Uh, as per usual, I am joined by Sam. Hello, and Jordan. Hello. So first up, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna bring back Parasite. Yeah, it's been. Was it last week? The Oscars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, we recorded just after the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the day the day after. Yeah. Okay. So there's been a certain backlash against its victory. Yes. Uh, I think it, it's fair to say among the more conservatively minded. I think that's completely fair. Mm-hmm. I think largely from a group of people that probably haven't seen the film. Okay. But just kind of suspect it's one because of its diversity qualities. I have, I've heard the phrase Oscar full woke being thrown around. Okay. Like Oscar that. what? Full woke. Oscar full You're woke. familiar with the term woke, I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oscars have gone full woke. Right. Okay. Because but Parasite but won they, this picture. But they were Oscars so white like a month ago. No, but they're woke now. They're too woke, as a matter of fact. Oh, because the right film won an award. Oh, no. But the thing, I, I would usually count myself among the sceptics when when something like this wins. Uh, yes. Oh, I just won because... Moonlight just won because it's about a gay black, you know. Yeah. I mean, that the, is true. The, in that case, I think it is. The annoying thing is that the left has created this... You know, they've been so kind of militant about this whole diversity thing mm. the paranoia that it's created in the other side yeah. is completely understandable okay and so when things that do deserve to win happen to also tick diversity boxes mm. it's irritating because you're going yeah but no this did actually deserve to win is it possible that that paranoia was kind of there from the beginning though because I feel like a lot of no, that's it's unfair to group those people together but you have people on YouTube who like in the wake of The Last Jedi they were sort of crying out about you know obviously it wasn't very good but also like the diversity in that yeah. then you have people talking about Doctor Who and like oh the forced diversity in that which are mm. both I think fairly valid points Yeah, and then you've got if not the same crowd then a similar crowd mm. that are now screaming about like oh Parasite you know Korean film won American awards it's not American yeah. and you're like ah, this is I don't know it just kind of shows like the danger of like going too far in what you think oh it? yeah no absolutely because it's fair like in, in, in instances because I do think that like a lot of the criticisms levied at Doctor Who mm. are kind of are somewhat justified yeah like the show is very much leaning in the politically correct direction is that a valid way of saying that well mm. yeah well the difference is I think is that Doctor Who and things along the same tram lines yeah. are blatantly tokenistic Yes, and they are. It's their kind of mission statement to be more diverse. Yes, quote unquote. Whereas Parasite, it's just a Korean film. But that's the thing. Yeah, it's um, in this instance, like most people, because I don't think this is this is a big majority of people who are rallying against the decisions. They are the minority, Mm. ironically. But you've got like people who are making these criticisms about a show like Doctor Who, in which case those criticisms are valid. Yeah, and then you've got a similar that similar kind of ideology 
is then being applied to parasites. Like, but no, you've taken, you're kind of, yeah. It's the same with people who sort of like, like jump on me too, mm-hmm. but like nothing, it, you know, the, the cases are very minor in comparison to other me too cases. But enough, yes. if enough people jump on the bandwagon, it kind of reduces the impact of the people to which this is genuinely being. It's, it's a failure to apprehend nuance, isn't it? Yes, mm, that's, exactly. That's the thing. Everything is black and white again. Yeah somewhat appropriately yeah i think it's time to tie my colors to the mast okay so i am probably center right okay in my political beliefs okay i'm i'm not right wing i'm not left wing i just i don't really believe in those sorts of Mm. disparate you know i don't believe in in that kind of form of identification anymore there are some ideas i believe that are traditionally liberal some ideas that are traditionally conservative. <coughs> it's a bit of everything, right? Yeah. The, in terms of who I listen to, uh, what podcasts I listen to, what radio shows I listen to, mm. they tend to be more conservative just because I get my fill of liberalism from culture at large. Yes. And from everybody else that I know, basically, yeah. <laughs> right? And so I have to kind of seek the other side, mm. even if I do broadly agree with a lot of what is said. Yeah. The problem in situations like these mm. are that I've got nowhere to go because right. I the left has already gone off the deep end as far as I'm concerned. Okay. But the problem is that when the right are going, oh, Parasite, it just won because it's it ticks certain uh, quota boxes. Mm. Or I think like Ben Shapiro, for instance, said, it's a fine film. I mean, I saw about half of it. Didn't really, couldn't be bothered to finish the end. You just kind of go, I, the problem is I think conservatives, I think that they're really, they have really bad taste. Okay. I, I do think that's... Well, didn't Ben Shapiro uh, give a solid thumbs up to Rise of Skywalker? He did. Yeah. He did. But th- there's also this I- idea... Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> conservatives are big on capitalism. Yes. And a film not making money. Whenever the Oscars roll around, you tend to hear commentators say, you know, why did this film win? No one saw it. It's like, it doesn't... They, no, but it's, it's, those are usually the better films. No, but I think that's a case of, like, um, if you sort of land on the right you tend to go with the facts more isn't that kind of the that's currently the idea that's I guess, currently yeah. the idea so you don't look at a film's like what it says about the world and what it does you look at the money it made because that's the fact that you I don't think, I don't think it, it's it's that it should be analysed on that level I think it's just they're, no, it they're shouldn't. gone I'm just wondering if that's what they're doing they're looking at like the quantifiable elements going no, like yeah, oh, that's it, what I'm this is inferior I don't think that's the correct way to think about it I okay. think the way to think about it is they just think films that win awards should be films that people like. I see. That, that you know, that the the general cinema going audience like. Uh, okay. The people... No, because an Endgame would have won a But that's, that's sort yeah. of it. They kind of... They, they're well, big on fil- no, things Joker that make money. Won, wouldn't it? Yeah, Joker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joker, okay, yeah, Joker, Joker would have won. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, it's a bit kind of frustrating in situations like this because there is no hit to turn to. Yeah. You've got, you know, the right going a little bit... Oh, come on now. Mm. Wind your neck in a bit. Yeah. And the left, which again, as I said, I already feel is just kind of is irredeemable in certain yes, respects. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel yeah. like I, uh, I don't sort of like the idea of planting myself firmly anywhere on the political right. spectrum. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I tend to find the right opinion no matter what side of the um, <laughs> gradient it falls on. Right. If I even give a shit, which is you, the problem. Is like most of the time I don't really. You, know. <coughs> you tend to find the right opinion either side of the political. Device. Yes. Oh, you, were you making a pun about like right and left? I wasn't making a pun. Okay. You said that you th- you find the right opinion whatever side it's on. Yeah. That's a very what are you... that's a very egotistical thing. To oh, I see. Say. Okay. 
Well, obviously, well, it's obviously, what I, it's, it's, obviously it's, you're going to think your opinion's correct. No, no, it's obviously, um, obviously, I think it's correct because I believe it. Yes. But my point is, like, I'm not the type of person where if I agree, if if like I hear an idea and it's like, oh, but that's a left wing idea, therefore yes. it's bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm willing to accept whatever argument anyone poses. You're not I an think. ideologue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it does, the thing that upsets me, disappoints me, mm. I don't know, but I think I've already said, the fact that you have people on the right, or people, you know, you, you know that kind of right-wing thinking, people are saying, like, oh, Parasite isn't a very good film, it shouldn't have won. Mm. It's like, well, you are wrong in this instance. It was yeah. the best film that was nominated. It was probably one of the best, well, if not the best film of the year. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's moments where you're going like, oh, the Oscars have gone full woke. Mm-hmm. And then the same people are saying, like, like, oh, Doctor Who has gone full woke. Mm. It's like, well, you're, you're right in one instance, but the fact that yeah. you're sticking so rigidly to this ideology, yeah. it means that your opinion is being taken less seriously as a whole. Yeah. It, it's not to excuse it, because I, mm. I think it, it is just kind of lazy thinking. Yeah. But I do think that, I say we, as in kind of, you know, in, in cases where it does apply, mm. then extrapolating it more broadly, we have been kind of battered into that paranoia of... Mm. Oh, they, they, all they care about is, you know, the skin color of the winner. Yeah. And it's understandable. It is lazy. <laughs> well, let's not forget that the, the same industry that, um, the same, yeah, the same people who allowed Parasite to win mm. that award show, that's full of people yeah. who were like, you know, what the hell was Whacking Phoenix going on about? What yeah. the hell was Brad Pitt going about on yeah, the yeah. acceptance speech? They're very yeah. much on that. You I know? don't like those kind of speeches. Really. I, I, this is the thing. When it comes to politics, I no longer give a shit. Right. I just, don't care. It's kind of oh, hard to win yeah. whenever you fall on. There's always someone on the other side treating you as if you're the worst human being. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Like, well, I don't. I mean, I think I can't remember who originally said this, but it seems accurate. Broadly speaking, the right thinks the left are misguided and stupid. Yeah. The left thinks the right is evil. Yes. And I think that definitely has merit. Was it that idea? Sam Harris or Jordan Peterson, maybe someone like that, mm. who said that, um, again, kind of spiraling off from the point I've already made, they said that like if if someone identifies as right wing, mm. that typically means that you kind of instantly know everything that they think. Right. You know their opinion on like race and homosexuality and typically like because those kind of like opinions are so like rigidly associated with a certain ideology. Right. It's like, oh, just because you've said you're right wing, I know exactly what you think now. And it right. shouldn't be like that. Simply identifying yeah. as right or left shouldn't betray. No. People shouldn't have such a loaded expectation of. Yeah, well, it it doesn't make much sense to me that your beliefs would align so consistently with this school of thinking. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like yeah. everything it espouses, you also agree with. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense to me. No, no, I think the problem is, as as far as the right is concerned, everyone. It's really clear what the far right is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think culture has deliberately obfuscated uh, what the far left looks like. Mm. You can't be too far left. It's it's all just hippy dippy, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, just saying you're right wing, I think in their minds, people go to some Bible thumping evangelist kind of right. going on about um, we shouldn't have any taxes and America is God, and you know, mm. well, America's not God because <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they're big on God. But, yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of. It's more complicated than that, yeah. as ever. No, a, but it's like, I mean, you know, I was, I was say, like, Brexit's the fine example of, mm. you know, the, the present time. Didn't vote for Brexit. Mm-hmm. But by the time it, you know, it rolled around to, like, December and that, I, my opinion was, we've spent how, what, four, however many bloody years it is now? Just fucking get on with it, like. 
Yeah, well, I should say is when I say politically, I don't necessarily mean the nitty gritty of oh no this uh, you know this bill we don't have bill mm. you know what I mean this yeah, yeah. the the minutia of the the political system I mean I guess more um, kind of culturally socially mm. ideologically I don't really care too much about who's the MP for this area that it's more what do I generally think about yeah censorship or you know those sorts of yeah. things ideas yeah I was gonna say like. When it comes to people moaning about Parasite, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine they obviously moaned in 2017 yeah. when the best picture winner involved a woman fucking a fish. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> she, I, I was, yeah, I was amongst that demographic. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, I... Was a big f- is that it? Yif culture? What? Breeding between animals and humans. Oh, right. I think it's like Interspecies. Yif. Yeah. Interspecies like intercourse. Like Yif community or Yif art or something. I, I could yif. be completely off. But I think that sounds like a thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I really like the film, so I just don't have an issue. Well, I, I think that it's an okay film. Like, I don't have a, you know, the film is it's it's well made. But I did kind of. It was not a god. This is this is ungodly. A woman. <laughs> it was more just. Are we actually thinking about what's occurring there? Yeah. Is it not just a little bit fucking disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> she is just fucking a fetch at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. is that Octavia Spencer? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's just all right with it. She's cool with it. Yeah. And then there's one point where I think she asks about the mechanics of it. Yeah. And she, and she simulates... Like, in, like a panel a handing motion. And then it's sort of... The yeah, penis the penis kind of yeah. protracting outwards. And I, me- I remember, like, shivering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. It's a fish. Oh, yeah. Like, that really broke the, <laughs> broke yeah, yeah. the film well, for me. You know? I thought it was funny as fuck. Funny? Okay. <laughs> it's meant to be a love story, isn't it? And it, it, it just ends up kind yeah, of being this tragedy about, wow, she is that kind of... <laughs> Alone she, she's that dry and kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't yeah. think she was dry. Ironic. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't dry afterwards. Come on. Mm. No, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. She's so like, <laughs> gagging for it that she had to go. Well, they, you know, you know, they, they were too. <laughs> she had to go somewhere. Mi- misunderstood creatures. So misunderstood creatures. I think th- th- we've gone way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a podcast. Uh, exactly. What happens? The, it's what happens. I th- the idea is that is that it's a kind of an analogy for because it's set in the sixties, yeah, right. And there's a character who's gay and he kind of gets treated badly, and there's a black character, and you know, it's it's trying to say uh, it's trying to telegraph about kind of marginalized members of society. Yeah. The problem is if it was like a sixties love story about a woman falling in love with a black man and all the pressures around, fine. A fish is not a good substitute. Because it's not someone with a different skin color; it's another species. Yeah, <laughs> it's not an ac- You can't use that as an analogy. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, if you break it, if you look at it on that level, it's actually a horrible analogy because it's the implications yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're saying that black people are creatures or <laughs> exactly, animals, yeah. Yeah, subhuman, which you don't you don't want to do. You that. don't want to do that. Sorry, I just this is coming from Jordan, who last week insisted that black wasn't a colour and I understand <laughs> yeah why, why did you have to make that a race thing because it wasn't even like, we were just talking about like just the colour on like I mean you just know. to wind you up to be honest you're right okay. <laughs> um, okay but yeah I mean go, just to bring it back to Parasite yeah it, it, you know it was also a creature sort of <laughs> fair wasn't brilliant. <laughs> well, I think but I think it had the appropriate reaction. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, you're right. But yeah, you, I mean, I think you're always going to get people who don't like necessarily the winner. But when you come back to the point of you were saying, you know, they don't like it when it's not the most like watch film. Mm. I feel like certainly over the last few years, the film sort of like won 
which mm. haven't necessarily had the viewership as it yeah. were are probably some of my favorites like i've got a lot of love for birdman well again they, they just they, they tend to kind of fetishize um how much money something is made and that it should be a film that americans have seen whereas i think at the end of the day it's all subjective but mm. as stated on i think the last podcast or the one before maybe it should, at the end of the day, be about rewarding merit. Yes. Whatever you think yeah. is the best thing, whether nobody's seen it or everyone's seen it. Mm. I, I'm I'm not against the blockbuster winning Best Picture if it's genuinely the best film of that year. Yeah. It just seems such a silly argument. In fact, everyone's going to go see Avengers Endgame anyway. A lot yeah. of people are going to go see Joker. Surely it would help the box office for a film like Parasite to win because then people are also going to go and see that. Yeah. Yeah. A film that, peop- that I would venture... Loads of people are going to see because it has now won yeah, all those well, Oscars. Well, I was to say, I think it hit the US box office at like number eight. Right. That was still a rise of like 234%. Yeah. I feel like Parasite just wouldn't even enter the conversation in terms of box office, like top 10 or whatever. No. So it's great that it's kind of broken into that. I mean, I do think it is a, it has been a gateway for a lot of people to mm. foreign language cinema. Yeah. Because mm. it does cross all language barriers. Yeah. I get it's sort, but it's sort of um, misadvertising it, isn't it? How so? Seeing Paris and go, oh, great. Well, Christ, why haven't I been watching foreign films all this time? Missing out on so much. And then when you get to most foreign films. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not you know. Yeah, but, this doesn't, like, you're not going to go into, like, all foreign cinema being like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, you're still going to watch something like Climax and be like, oh, God, what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. You know? Or just the fact that most foreign films are just like most of our films. They're just dramas with subtitles. Yeah. Mm. They're not these mold-breaking adventurous you know we got a friend who um, he moved to Estonia uh, in yeah. the last year or so and he's got like he does stand up comedy he's got a bit about like Estonian films mm. and about how they're all just like fucking depressing and yeah. horrible <laughs> yeah. and there's nudity in all of them and like children die all the time yeah I think I think his bit is like um, I mean, that sounds good to me. If 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 the far right party wanted foreigners to not come into the country, they should just play your films at the airport, scare <laughs> yeah. us all off, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, but it does show, yeah, for people to whom the the the, the mere idea of a foreign film mm. is kind of repulsive is yeah. a strong mm. word, but it repels them. Yeah, Parasite so, would be the yeah. film to watch to be like, oh no, there is maybe I can enjoy these yes. stories yeah. and these films, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I don't imagine half the people at the Oscars would have watched Pain and Glory. And I'll see oh, no. um, Banderas was up for that. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I, I think, you know, I've said this on a previous podcast, it's what people have seen. Mm. The reason Joaquin Phoenix won ultimately, I'm not saying it's not a good performance, because everyone saw it. Yeah. yeah. Parasite, it was a surprise, but clearly word of mouth was spreading, so people saw it. It won. Simple as. I think, was it Kerry Mulligan who said that uh, Academy voters should have to prove that they've watched all the films that are nominated or something like that. Okay. I don't think that's a terrible idea. No. How would, did she give yeah. any ideas or was oh, it just no, one I of those it. like, oh, this thing. <laughs> it, was, it was a nebulous, yeah. you know, a nebulous. She, she sat there having not seen any of them. Just like, yeah, yeah. everyone should watch these films. And, yeah. But it is a bit silly if the, the, the 10 films are for best picture, you haven't seen all of them when you're voting. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I've seen Joker and I've seen Paris, uh, Paris, you know. Yeah. Again, happily for us, it won. But yeah. I, it would be nice to know that it was cho- definitely chosen. That's the thing. If it does like transpire all of a it won't. I'm pretty sure it won't. Mm. But if it does transpire all of a sudden that it was indeed picked because it was a foreign language film. Yeah. That's the only reason. People don't like the film. It's just like, oh, it, it would oh, just be no. a... The right film still won, but it mm. would diminish its accomplishments slightly. 
Oh yeah, the ends don't know. justify the means. No, it would yeah. it would it would be worse. Oh, yeah. if it was picked because yes. of quote unquote wokeness, it would yeah. But the yeah. right film did still win at the end of the day. And yes, yeah. and Bong Joon Ho's definitely still drinking. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was nice. We were talking about um, like the the acceptance speeches from people in Hollywood, and like we've 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 talked before about Michelle Williams' speech at the Globes, and we talked about we've alluded to Phoenix and Pitt at the Oscars, yeah. but just for Bong Joon Ho to just come up and be like, you know, oh, thank you. This is. A genuine honor. Yeah. Mm. You know, I like films. I like the people are seeing my... F- it's like, yeah, that's... I like that. <laughs> that's what I want from a speech. Yeah. A lot of people have singled that out as a function of him being a foreigner who's just kind of happy to be there. And I... Th- and the fact, you know, for- <laughs> non-Americans tend to be more humble. Just that's the way it is. <laughs> um, I don't... I think it's a function of him being a writer-director. Mm. Actors are the one who give the grandstandy speeches. Yes, yeah. You know, writers they just come up, they say, "Oh, cheers," and they they leave. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, actually, I do want to talk a little bit about Phoenix's speech. Okay, have you both heard it? I've heard bits of it. I haven't heard okay. the entire thing. Maybe. Well, he starts talking about milk, doesn't he? <laughs> mm. He just goes. Up oh yeah, and he starts talking about the evils of milk. <laughs> um, and. Is it because he's white? Is that what it was? <laughs> no, it's because you're basically, I guess, raping another an- another animal, an animal. <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, you're kind of taking something that it, against its will. Okay. Um, do cows have will? Do cows have will? Yeah. That's a big question. It is a big question. <laughs> like I've ask, des- I have now decided like- it's completely necessary to answer the question: <laughs> Do cows have will? Well, I'll, I'll ask a question that, that sort of is on the same line. That's that's tantamount to it. Then, okay, um, is is it okay for a baby to have sex? No. Okay. A cow, a cow can't give its consent. Okay. So therefore, I mean, doing anything with the cow. Unless we can find someone who can translate what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What babies? No cow. All oh, right. <laughs> Unless there's a baby that can translate what a cow is saying. <laughs> I mean, no means no, but I also think that moo just means nothing moo. means no, mm. you know? And yeah, moo means no as well. <laughs> oh, oh, but moo also means yes, so... Does it? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it means everything. No, may, no, maybe they're just always saying no. Oh, right. Maybe cows are so miserable, they're always going, no! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, well, they've cottoned on. They've cottoned on to the fact that their body's going into the meat industry, their milk is yeah. going into the... They, they know that we're just using them. Yeah. So they just yeah, yeah, yeah. spies out of the corner of their eye. <laughs> no. they, they can't run away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine that. It's like it's Sisyphus or something. Just doomed to forever standing in oh, a field looking at your death. Yes. Oh, looking yeah. at the abattoir. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say, like, if you were used to actors grandstanding, yeah. we know that's what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think of it objectively, though. We're so used to it, but really remove yourself. Oh, from no, it. it's absurd. And yeah, the utter non sequitur yeah. of winning an award and then going up and talking about milk. Because it's mm. not even as if, I mean, they are, they're actors are the things that everyone knows. Yeah. Like you ask um, Gertrude Every Woman to name, like, you know, name a bunch of actors and she'll name a bunch of mm. actors. Name a bunch of directors and she probably wouldn't be able to name too right. many, you know? They're the, the people yeah, that yeah. everyone knows. But the actors don't, it's not as if they're known for, like, generating their own content. You know, they, they speak the words of writers. They, yeah. they, perform the actions of directors, mm-hmm. you know? It's not as if we've come to you because, oh, you 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 have the opinions, you say the things, you do the things. It makes sense for you to grandstand and, and give your opinions. Mm. You, yeah. you, you're you kind of just a vessel. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not trying to diminish actors. I'm not trying to diminish what no, they no, do. No, no, no. I, th- I think... But it doesn't... I don't even see the correlation between mm. what an actor does and 
the, I guess, worthiness of an actor on a stage like that. I suppose they would... Apologies, my laptop is pretty nice. (laughs) I suppose they would rationalize it as, I'm the one in the spotlight, and so I have to use my platform to expose people to these ideas. Okay. Because people care about me. Yeah. uh, Perversely. Uh, Yeah, no, I I think there's a requisite requisite level of humility that should be spread across the board. Mm. From right... Like, writers are ultimately, obviously, the generators of the entire thing. But they should have the humility of, well, it can't be anything if I don't have people to embody my, yeah. you know. I suppose. And I, I don't think, I, I kind of, yeah, fuck it, I agree. Was it Hitchcock? I sort of agree with him when he said, I'm not saying actors are cattle, I'm saying they should be treated like cattle. <laughs> 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 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, kind of, yeah, you yeah, sort of. But, you know, you talk about like not being able to name like direct that many directors. Mm. How many people out there can name writer? That's the thing. Yeah, even yeah. fewer. Also, like, I, I, Authors, um, maybe. I'm an yeah. editor, I guess, first and foremost, but I do write. I have written. I'm somewhat interested in writing. Mm-hmm. I could only name a couple of writers. You know? Right. I mean, I, to be fair, I don't know loads. I probably mm. know I probably know more playwrights than I do screenwriters. Screen yeah, I, I feel like the most popular screenwriters are also directors or actors. Yeah. Woody Allen. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should have clarified. I'm thinking purely of, as writers, yeah, yeah. not, you know, your Tarantino's. Tarantino, and your yeah. Your writes and stuff. But I don't think most people would think of Edgar Wright. I, I think the writer, the, the screenwriter that most people would know is Aaron Sorkin. Mm. Yeah. But even he's directed now. But, you know, someone who's basically well, he's popular, a writer. He's popular enough to have been parodied, you know? Yes, yeah. But he, he you know, yeah. is a playwright as well. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the point stands. I, I think there's a... Humility should be evenly distributed. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, every profession has awards yeah you get you know, Midlands Electrician of the Year or whatever yeah and imagine them going up and going thank you for this award um <laughs> thank you for this award um <laughs> yeah I, I now no 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 I, I now want to no, talk no. I can't I can't I'm not good enough at it to no, sustain it no everyone wants good, now no 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 now everyone wants to hear you talk no, about okay. privilege and racism in Sorry, that accent in a Brummie accent yeah this is I can't do a Brummie accent okay fine Thank you for this award. I now want to talk about uh, milk and its evils. <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst impression ever. That was the second worst impression ever. Okay. I'll uh, be honest, if, if um, Joaquin Phoenix did his exact speech, but in a Brummie accent, <laughs> Brummie I accent. would have taken it completely seriously. We'll get on to <laughs> accents later. Um, oh for now, should we talk about No Time to Die, the song? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, do you want to um, um, give your thoughts, Eddie, if you haven't already? Um, <laughs> I felt, yeah, I probably summed it up in one mm. noise. Yeah, one noise. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I mean, it's it's not the worst of the Craig era. I'll give it that. Yeah. The worst being? In, in my opinion, I think it's the Jack White and Alicia Keys song. Oh, okay. I thought you would have said Writings on the Wall. And that is horrific. Yeah. But the reason why, I can't remember what it's called. The new one. No, an- another way to another, another way, way to die. Yeah, the reason why that like sort of guts me is because I'm a big fan of Jack White. Ah, oh, right, okay. And it was just so disappointing. <laughs> I, I I don't hate that song. I think it's badly mixed and kind of badly produced. I don't hate it though. I gotta say, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a use. Okay, okay. Right. you're wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. Okay. Um, no, yeah, the, the, I don't. I would say arguably a little bit better than Writings on the Wall. No time to die. Yeah. Okay. But I wouldn't give it much more than that. Right. It's just... Oh, I don't know. Well, th- there are melodies in No Time to Die that are straight out of writing... It sounds exactly on, like on the it. Wall. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's, I don't know if there's more or less syllables. It's not quite the same syllable count as... Yeah. 
uh, writings on the wall. But yeah, it falls in the same kind of melodic fashion. I wouldn't right. even be surprised if it was the same notes or at least the same. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Intervals that have been like com- uh, transposed to like a different. Yeah, theme. yeah. What's the line in No Time to Die with, that's similar to Writings on the Wall? That one bit in Writings on the because right, I wanted to play little clips from the song, but we're you know we're, yeah, we're, we're anxious probably, about copywriting. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to replicate it, aren't we? Um, so in writing some of those, I don't want to live, I don't want to breathe. Yeah. And then there's a very similar moment in No Time to Die. No Time to Die. Na, 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 na. Are you death or paradise? Or something yeah. like that. Very, um, very similar. Fool me once. Fool, yeah. fool me once. Fool, fool me twice. twice. It goes down. Yeah, it's slightly but, different. Yeah. But the same sort of structure. Yeah. And the bridge in it. Na, na, na. Yeah. That again, we can't play the go listen to Mr. Writer by Stereophonics. And the mm-hmm. background harmonizing in that is exactly the same. Exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. The Johnny Marr contribution. <laughs> down, down, down. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That, uh, that's that's yeah. what they've paid Johnny Marr is to come the, in and do. Is it a Smith song where it opens like like all that movement and then just goes or whatever he does in no time? Yeah, yeah. It's just no. It's it's a waste of Johnny Marr. It's a waste of hands in Yep. I'll give credit to Billie Eilish in the sense that I was just fully expecting it to sound like just a song of hers. I mean, in fairness, I spoke to my sister about it because she knows Billie Eilish better than I do. And she said that Billie Eilish doesn't have, like, one sound. No. It's it's kind of wrong to call a Billie Eilish song a Billie Eilish song because a Billie Eilish song could technically be anything. Mm. But this sounded like a Bond song. Yeah, I I didn't expect to get a bad guy sort of techno-y. Okay. I did expect it. (laughs) That would be quite fun. (laughs) It would have been something, at least. We're not going to be the first people to have said this, and I'm assuming we're all kind of going to agree with this, but... It would be nice to not have a melancholic Bond song in the vein of Skyfall yeah. again. Yes. Um, it's fine so it would have at least been different me. if it was in the vein of, like, Bad Guy, you know? Yeah, but that's what wins Oscars. Well, it's not like they're, they're, they're trying to tonally capture what the film is. The song is obviously about his relationship with I'll say, yeah, the, lyri- the lyrics, yeah. I think, give away the plot. But the problem is, my big problem with Bond songs in general, and with songs, actually, shit lyrics. I do think music is is more important than lyrics, mm, despite yeah. the fact that you know I'm I'm big on decent lyrics. Yes, well, the music is the thing that hits you first. It is, it? and that's fine. But it, sometimes non vague things would be nice. Okay, the lyrics are, are just terrible. Mm, they okay. just they are. I guess it could mean anything. I will say, um, what's the line? Something something something. But the blood you bleed is just the blood you owe. But it's like, what does that mean? I know it doesn't mean anything. But the blood but you bleed is... is just the blood you owe. What the fuck does that mean? It is a line that stuck with me though. But what's it I'm, mean? I, I know. I acknowledge it means <laughs> you nothing. You might find out. In it the feels film. like again, something. I'm sort of also not. Uh, lyrics can be meaningless to me. The, the famous one for me is "Champagne Supernova." You know, slowly walking down the hall yeah. faster than a cannonball. Utterly meaningless, and he admits that it's meaningless. But it means something to you. Yeah. But there's there's a certain thing with like modern pop and with Bond songs where. It's vague, and, but but not even interesting vague. Okay. Slowly walking down the hall faster than a cannonball is specific. It's imagery. You, you yeah, think of something. The image is instantly yeah. in your head. Yeah. Mm. But the blood you bleed is just the blood you owe. Ugh, what? There's nothing. Okay. Just nothing. Eh. Gone. Nothing. Oh, okay then. <laughs> 
In fact, I didn't know if I was like, oh, I like that line, or oh, that's a bad line. It's stuck with me. It's okay. just like it is the only lyric that is stuck with it's me. Just stuck. Well, I mean, like, are you death or paradise? Is stuck with me, but not because it's a good line. Okay, just for some reason, you know. Yeah, it's stuck with me. I don't hate it. She obviously has a good voice. She does. I, you can't take that away from her. It was a pleasant surprise in that regard. The the, okay. the the yeah, her voice and sort of the arrangement of it was a surprise. Yeah, I do have problems with the arrangements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it needed like a really like nice chunky guitar underneath that orchestra to really like have something to contrast. Because... I kept waiting for it to arrive. Yeah, yeah. it I, never did. It never. It, did. You know, it reminded me a lot of um, "Human" by Rag and Bone Man. Which is a song I okay. really, really like. Right. I do really like that song. But he kind of like, after the second chorus, the instruments start to crescendo. Yeah. And it feels like, oh, we're, we're entering the final phase of this song. And then the song just kind of fades out and ends. Mm. And you're like, oh, I thought we were climaxing. What the, what's going on? <laughs> it's that thing of waiting to exhale, isn't it? Yeah. Waiting to laugh. You never quite... Mm. Obviously, I knew it, start, it would start slow and then hopefully build into a great chorus. Yeah. And it just never did, really. No. Is this a thing that songs are doing now? You might know, because you listen to more modern music than mm. either of us, I think, Eddie. But do songs... Have songs just given up on the third chorus? <laughs> it feels like you get the first and second it, verse, first and second ooh, chorus. That, yeah. You get the bridge, and then the song's over. A, or, a little bit. It depends. I like... There's a there's an example. There's a song by 30 Seconds to Mars called Rider, mm. which was on the last album they put out. And that gets to the point where it's literally building. You're like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And... You know, it's it's the last song in the thirty seconds tomorrow down. So I was expecting it to be like seven minutes long and it's like two. Right, and it right. gets to the build up and then it just goes and that's it. And it's right. kinda of gone, yeah. Is our attention that truncated now then? We don't have time for the <laughs> We don't have time for that. But songs are the same length though, is the problem. What was I saying? Yeah. They haven't gone shorter, there's just less of them. Yeah. Though. Like so Green Day have just put out an album which is twenty six minutes long. And he said right. he was bored of writing long songs. Okay. Okay. Because, but I mean, they did write like seven, eight minute, nine yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is too long, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he was like, I'm bored of writing long songs, you know, so here we are. But there are songs in the album which are literally less than two minutes long. Right. Now, I know if you go back to like the 60s, obviously, like the Beatles and that, that mm. was obviously like, you know, you're talking two, three min- minutes max. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't they write the book on modern pop music, yeah. basically? Yeah. The Beatles? Yeah. Like, know, how, how we structure songs and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you have got. I, I, songs are certainly getting shorter. I think. Okay. As I said, I'm just. I was going to look and see. I think three minutes is a decent. Eight yeah, to three it's minutes, yeah. So. It's song structure as it was. You know, yeah. you have you you have a bridge, then you end with the third. You kind of nailed it. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. You know, the, with a key change maybe to the, spice things up. Yeah, you know, the top ten on iTunes. Yeah. At the moment, no time to die is the only song that is over four minutes. Okay. It's over four minutes. Yeah, it's four minutes and two. Oh, okay. Everything is like. Early three, late two. Yeah, right. that's the other thing as well. The fact that it's four minutes and it never really, as you say, it never really arrives. When you think of it, there's just not much to think of. It's like, yeah. Uh, four minutes? Yeah, that seems really strange. The orchestra does kind of um, fall into a mush at some mm. point. Mm. It just kind of just gets loud. There's no real melody to it. Yeah. Which is why I think it needed a guitar as like a nice mm. contrast mm-hmm. to cut through that sound. There's also like, I think it's in the first verse, but there's like a... A trumpet or a trombone that plays very briefly right. as it's sort of harmonizing with the song mm-hmm. but it's got a very like a wet warbly kind of sound right. to it i was like oh i like that mm. i can't wait for that to reoccur during the song and it never shows up again mm. yeah i don't know may, are we past the age of ballads for james bond songs of like proper powerful well i mean the, pro- the problem is is she described this at the oscars as a ballad is this what a modern ballad a hipster is ballad. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, oh no, nah, hipster ballad. That is a thing. <laughs> is yeah. it a thing? I think so. Hipster ballad. I, yeah, I, I've seen headlines saying, you know, no time to that amazing written in three days. A, when you listen to it, <laughs> it, it doesn't kind of, that doesn't surprise you. Okay. Yeah. But most songs. At least we're getting better. It was 12 minutes for Writings on the Ball, wasn't it? That was it. In 12 minutes. In 12 minutes. So she's written it in three, three days. days. We're getting better. We're getting back but to actually spending time on your song. I can write a song in 12 minutes. It's just a shit. No, we, yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, songs like... You could probably write Writings on the Wall in 12 minutes, you know? A song of equal... It quality. might take a while to, like, nail the recording or mix it and master it, but in terms of writing a song, most songs don't take longer than three days to write. You know what I mean? Mm. If you're really focusing on it. Mm. A few hours. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're probably masterpiece masterpieces of music that mm. were written in an hour yeah yeah we you watched um, what's the name of the documentary the Supersonic always, yeah didn't uh, Noel Gallagher just go into a room during a lunch break and write Supersonic yeah yeah he was yeah. just like oh we need another song I guess I'll write Supersonic yeah and he did exactly you know <laughs> yeah but, but you know in fairness even the documentary presented that as like a, oh wow this guy is like amazing mm. You know, this is oh, a hell, yeah. this is mean, a hell of an yeah. accomplishment, but still, it kind of adds a bit of credence. Oh, yes, point. to be, I mean, to be fair, going off like I think they're having a takeaway, and he's like, yeah. "I'll just go and do a song." Yeah, that is um, exceptional. Yeah, but yeah, generally speaking, songs don't take that long to write. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I was say I follow Frank Turner, and I'm sure it might be his first album or his second album. Mm. They wrote, recorded it, and like did all of that in three weeks. Right, like it, it was that quick. Yeah, so you can write songs really easily mm-hmm. and I would much rather listen to that Frank Turner album than Writings on the Wall or indeed okay. No Time to Die <laughs> did you forget for a moment which one I, we were talking about I, I just it was the way I was going the wording the way the wording came out I see okay it probably is my least favourite of the Craig songs I don't like I said I don't hate Another Way to Die I really like You Know My Name yes. I like Skyfall I can tolerate Writings on the Wall I yeah. really don't like this I don't like. I don't love writings on the wall. Don't get me wrong. But is it appropriate for the film? Well, we'll see. Well, no, writings, writings on, the wall. on the wall. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of the reason that pips it above No Time to Die is it's trying to kind of show a more vulnerable James Bond, isn't it? Yeah. Because Bond songs typically it's either men singing about how awesome he is, you know, he always runs with others walk that sort of thing, or women either singing about how amazing he is. Nobody does it better. Or how like they, he's broken their heart or something like that because he's gone off on another mission. Mm. Generally, it's about how awesome Bond is, and so the idea of doing a song that's like a fragile, "How do I live without you?" That's interesting. Yeah. So that's just what kind of pips it slightly above "No Time okay. to Die" because those are the two metrics you need to consider with a Bond song, isn't it? Is, yeah. is it a good song unto itself? Yeah. And no. by extension, does it sort of capture the yeah. feeling of Bond, mm. whatever that is? Yeah. And is it appropriate for the film? Yeah. In fairness, we only we can only answer one of those questions when it comes to No Time to Die yes. at the moment. But safe to say, I'm not looking forward to the opening credits of No Time to Die. No. Really waiting to see how they... Yeah, just, I remember watching yeah. the opening credits to Spectre, and they felt very similar to Skyfall. Mm. I was kind of disappointed. It's like, oh. I would say, the only thing... This like, just feels like they've just done the same thing again. And I worry that, based on this song, it feels like we might get the same with No Time to Die. Mm, yeah. It's not going to be like... Kind of like animation, like it was in Casino Royale. It's not going to have yeah, that kind of like suaveness of like the older Bond. It's just going to be like music video y kind of yeah. visuals again. Yes. Like with Skyfall, like when it came out, it was okay. And then mm. when you put it in context, you went, oh, actually, that's it's, that's not bad. And it's yeah. Adele, and I, I do like Adele. Yeah, Skyfall went up in my estimation the more I listened to it. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I still think Chris Cornell is the best. 
I think so. Yeah, I, I'm willing, even lyrically. I'm willing mm. to admit a slight bias because I prefer that type of music yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think it's a yeah, it's still a good song for a Bond for yes. Casino Royale in particular as well, and for a reboot to call the song "You Know My Name." Yes, like that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm lukewarm in in my TLDR about No Time to Die is that I'm lukewarm. Okay. Negative. Negative. <laughs> um, I'm willing to see if the implementation of the film changes my mind. Okay. I don't at this point think it will. Okay. I, the, the, the thing for me is I think it's going to come across bad because I also think the film's going to be bad. I'm just, I'm completely not thinking about it because yeah. it's out relatively soon. I'm a big Bond fan. I'm not going to get excited for it. Mm. I'm just not thinking about it. Okay. I'm just like, yeah. we'll go and see it and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. John, do you want to introduce the next one then? Oh, okay. Do little. Do little. Yeah. Uh, more like do shittle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poo, poo shittle. Poo shittle. <laughs> yes. I wasn't going to watch do little. I have a feeling that you weren't going to watch do little either. No. So. Eddie has watch not it. watched do little at all. No. He, nope. he has escaped scot free on this. Yeah, because I'd seen reviews of it. I'd, I'd saw like what everyone thought of it. I was like, okay, I'm probably going to think the same. There's no point in watching it. But I was like, I don't know. I was like bored, or I was eating food, or something. I was like, I've got to put something on. Mm. I haven't watched anything from 2020 yet. I'm not going to watch The Grudge or Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> I guess I'll put on Do Little. You're not going to... So, so, I'd have watched Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, you chose, you chose Do Little over Bad Boys for Life. I'm yeah. going to watch Bad Boys for Life anyway. Well, I think, I think it was... Um, I think it was Do Little had a good screener. Oh, okay. Bad Boys for Life still doesn't. It still doesn't. Yes, okay. so that was my excuse. And also, like, oh, I don't care about Do Little. I'm not invested. I can turn it off if I get bored. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then there's a moment in the film where I, I sort I, of... I think I can... I think, say it. Okay. I think I'm going to, yeah, I think I know which moment. Well, it was the moment where I kind of reflexively, like, jumped over to Facebook and messaged you and was like, I think we should probably okay. watch Doolittle. Yes. And that was um, Robert Downey Jr. goes to uh, the Queen's chambers mm. and the dog smells her. And the dog is like, something doesn't smell right. And I'm saying that as someone who loves the smell of butts. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. goes, oh, yes, you do love butt. Right. I was like, and immediately, like, Sam, Eddie, <laughs> I think you need to watch this film. And then I did and then you didn't I did I watched it why because you told me to yeah because I thought it would be interesting for this podcast is it uh well it's not interesting (laughs) um oh I think it's interesting uh in ways in ways in ways okay go on what in in which in what ways do you think it's interesting well I don't know but surely it's interesting (laughs) you know it just gives that impression well your default is that it's interesting yeah okay I don't know I just kind of I found it so fascinating watching it. <laughs> okay. I can't say I was fascinated. Okay. Okay. Is it visually attractive? No. No, no. Not at all. Bear in mind that the majority of the cast... I can't say it's acted well because I've heard it's not. The majority of the cast are CG animals and yeah. the CG in it is not good. Like, Rise of the Planet mm. of the Apes in 2011 had better CG than this. Yeah. You know? Start Rampage had better CG than this. So it's not good is what you're saying? No. it's not. It doesn't look good. It's not well written. It's not well performed. It's not well anything. But it's kind of fascinating. It held my attention. Okay. It definitely held my attention. Go on. I mean, I, t- I was just like, <laughs> I turned the trailer off. It didn't hold mine. <laughs> well, I don't want to beat around the bush for too long, so we just talk about Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that kind of made me think, okay, a lot has been said about Doolittle, and a lot of what has been said are just things that we would kind of repeat. But mm. I think the one, maybe one thing that we have going for us is that so me and Sam at the very least, although you've lived here for a while now, Eddie, mm-hmm. we're Welsh. We're mm-hmm. from the Welsh Valleys. And Robert Downey Jr. is putting on a Welsh accent in this yeah. film. A Welsh accent that they cunningly disguise or hide completely mm-hmm. in the trailers. Yeah. 
So I thought we could at least be, you know, we would have some authority on whether his accent is good or not. Yeah. Would you say his accent is good? Oh no. No. <laughs> oh no. There are there to to give to bend over backwards to be charitable. Okay. There are moments where it's okay. Yeah. I think he says but at one point. Well yeah. Oh sorry, but. Okay. And no, also, no, he doesn't just say but. Yeah, He's yeah. like, oh, sorry, but. Sorry, but. And I don't know if non-Welsh people are aware that that's a thing. So that's <laughs> that's, that's something at least, I guess. There, there are the occasional just literally words within sentences like, yeah, okay. Mm. In isolation, that yeah. I guess sounds Welsh. Mm. But in totality, no, it sounds like he's from Venus or something. <laughs> yeah. It is bizarre. It's like, yeah. it's it's if um, you could place voices on like the Uncanny Valley. This, ac- <laughs> this accent would be completely like in, at the bottom of the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. So you're like, is it Welsh? I think it's Welsh. Yeah. Is it? You Does can't he even say tell. the word man. He, he doesn't, doesn't say man. No. no. Because I've heard that enough times. Like- well, this, this, I don't know, I don't know when man came into fruition. This might predate man. As an expression, okay. Because um, right, should we give the plot? <laughs> is it worth okay. giving the plot? Uh, well, the little is nominally. I think so. Um, no, it, I got. I will say because obviously I watched this. You said it, basically it's terrible. Watch it. Yeah, I watched it. Hmm. I know it's only because it's come out recently. It's no cats, right? No, no. It's not like that much of a train wreck. And I will say the plot is not like it's convoluted. You do know what's happening. Oh yeah. It's simple. Yeah. It's not good. No, no. But at least you know at any given time what is happening and why. Yeah. So it's got that going for it, at Okay. Least. It's also, it's aiming very young. Yes. So we have to take that into account. Yes. Maybe it's just not for us, <laughs> you know? Um, I, you know, children's films should work for everybody, but yeah. this is going, like, really young. Really, really young. Fart gags, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it opens with an animation. Um, it does. I quite like the animation. I like the animation. Yeah. I like the style of the animation. And because they do, it is um, clearly animation. Yeah. But they make an effort to make Doolittle look like Robert Downey Jr. Yes. It almost, it, re- it doesn't look like it, I don't think, but it re- reminded me a bit of A Scanner Darkly. Right. Where he's kind of- Rotoscope. Like, it's rotoscope. Yeah. yeah. It was almost like that, but it's clearly hand-drawn animation. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's nice. As the film goes on, it becomes clear that, and given that you know people have brought this up as well in other reviews, it becomes clear that maybe that exists because, oh shit, we didn't film everything. We need to like yeah. explain what's going to happen now. Yes, let's go circle back to the plot. Let's just quickly give. The well, plot. I, the, yeah, I was yeah, on yeah. So we have this animation that explains that Doolittle yeah. is well. Everyone kind of knows what Doolittle is. He's yes. a man that can talk to animals. Yeah. He's a doctor, Doctor Doolittle. Mm-hmm. He had a wife, yeah, who went off on a perilous journey and perished, mm-hmm. and therefore. Doolittle became a recluse. He only lives with animals. He doesn't help people anymore. The grounds of his manor that he lives in are closed off to the public. Mm-hmm. Some boy and his father are out hunting. The boy like shoots a squirrel. The squirrel's about to die. And then the boy is led to Doolittle's residence, where Doolittle very unwillingly, but eventually does like fix up the squirrel. Yeah. At the same time, this like girl shows up and she's like, oh, I, I'm from the Queen of England. Yeah. Um, she's going to die. If she dies, your house is going to be gone, and all you and all the animals are going to be homeless. And also, it's hunting season, so all the animals are going to die. Okay, Eddie is, is processing. Those are the stakes in the children's film. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry. The Queen of England. Yes. Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria of England. Yes. Is going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And that affects him how? Because um, if she dies, then he no longer li- can live in the residence that he I guess. lives in. I think that's the idea. Why? Because 
There's a joke where... You don't have an answer, No, 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 I do have an answer. I'm just wondering how to present it to you. There was a contract that was written up saying that, like, the residence belongs to Doolittle uh, until death. And Doolittle's like, yeah, my death. And the girl's like, no, the Queen of England's death. And Doolittle's like, damn it, I knew we shouldn't have had monkeys write the contract. And it, like, pans over to these monkeys who are just, like, ripping up paper on a table. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. I know that's a throwaway gag, but you've just, like, hinged this entire <laughs> plot on the fact that Doolittle was like, oh, monkeys, write this contract for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, also, should be noted that Queen Victoria is played by Jesse Buckley. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that Jesse, was, that was Jesse Buckley, why? In I fairness, know, so Eddie, good in Wild Rose. In fairness, she's barely in it, and most of the time she's like deathly ill, almost in a coma. Yes, she is not. She is not reduced by appearing in this film. No. She doesn't demean herself. But you also think, why are you in it? Because she d- does nothing. I will say, to be fair, Robert Downey Jr. is in this. Oh yeah, you know, it's, and this is a man that's like been in the biggest franchise in the film industry this of the is last the thing, fucking though. decade. It, yeah. I get the impression that he cared. Oh, yeah. This this is what intrigues me about it. Yeah. Is, he's not phoning it in. No. He could have done anything. He could have done anything. Yeah. Could have done, he could have chosen an indie project that just wouldn't have gotten picked up, that yeah. he could have funded, you know, it lent his name to it. It would have gotten... Yeah. Could have done absolutely anything. And you know he's getting every script that's being written sent to him. Oh, Please yeah. do my film. And he chose this. Now... The writer, one of the writers and the director is an Academy Award nominate, winning screenwriter. Okay, what they win for? Traffic. Stephen Gagan is his name. He's done like Syriana, like Politico threats. Okay. You know, mm. and now this. He's had a weird career. The point is, I do think that quality is fragile and kind of, it's alchemical and it's fleeting. So many things have to line up to produce a quality film mm. that in a way you can't blame one Individual on no. its failure. No, that's not fair. But yeah, what were they thinking? <laughs> Is it Joe Rogan? I mean, he's, I think he said in the multiple interviews, but in the podcast he did with Joe Rogan, Robert Downey Jr. said yeah. that he found. Is it William Price? Yes. That he based it on, which yeah. obviously we knew about. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Welsh people kind of find him when they're in secondary school and they're browsing Wikipedia between lessons yeah. for like the weirdest shit they can find. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the William Price, Eddie? No. The William Price. The, the William Price. <laughs> uh, there's so much to bring up about him. But I think, like, the didn't he, like, basically introduce the idea of cremation to yeah. the UK? Yes, he did. Yeah. And also, he was, like, this mad doctor who believed in magic. And I think he thought he could talk to animals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, How did he introduce cremation to the UK? Oh, he burnt his cousin uh, alive or something, right? Oh, mighty. <laughs> I, I, d- I don't know the story, but I, know, no. I just know the fact. You he, know? He, he burnt someone. I was like, oh, we can do this if you want. And the UK were like, no, fuck off. And then we just did it anyway. I just assumed that like the idea of like cremation came around from like burning witches and all that, and uh, maybe in certain mm. parts. But he was definitely the guy to like spearhead it. I think I did read the article, but it's so long and it's mad. <laughs> so you know. Um, but yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Fa- seemed to have found him independently of the filmmakers and was like, "I want to do this." And obviously, it's Robert Downey Jr. So you go, "Yeah, fuck, do whatever you want, mate. You seem to care. Let's roll with it." Yeah, um, he's done it for the love. Which yeah. is what's so concerning. <laughs> I think that he got offered it, and I, I don't know. Cause he must just like the spotlight. Because, like I said, he could have done anything, an yeah. indie that had no money behind it, but he, mm. he did another studio movie, you know, that, could, that was obviously 
pitched as a franchise. Well, I I'm, not, I'm not going to claim that Knives Out is like a like wouldn't have done well yeah. if Chris Evans wasn't in it. But I think that's mm. a nice example of oh, I've been part of this studio machine for so long. I've made all my money. Yes. Now I'm going to do a film where I can have fun yeah. and I can you know. And it's nice to see him having fun. Yeah. And do something different. And I guess yeah. I guess Robert Downey Jr. is having fun. I'm sure he is. But I think what he got he got sent it mm. and then he did some cursory research. Mm. He stumbled across this figure. Yeah. And thought. Right, yes, I've I've unlocked that character now. Yeah. I want to play him as a kooky Welshman. Yeah. And that was probably just so intoxicating to him mm. that it propelled him through the production, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. I didn't actually finish with the plot because it gets yeah, madder. Yeah, go on. Okay. So, yeah, you, you followed me so far, Eddie. We're at, we're at the Queen Victoria house, wherever she is. Oh, it's Buckingham Palace. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're at... <laughs> <laughs> Buckingham Palace. The Queen the house. house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Queen is dying from an unknown... No, from an illness caused by a fictitious virus or something? Uh, maybe? I don't know. Basically, the only cure is this plant which doesn't exist on an island that doesn't exist and Doolittle has to go find it. Yes. So he does that. A lot of the film is him on a ship with animals going for this thing. Ah, so he's also Noah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, the film is pro-monarchy because it's all about (laughs) let's save the queen. Yes, yes it is. And Martin Sheen, who is... Michael Sheen. (laughs) Oh, I wish Martin Sheen was the villain now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's... um, like he's chasing down Doolittle and trying to kill him so that he can never return to save the queen. Yes. Because if the queen doesn't get this fictitious flower yeah. soon, she's going to die. Yeah. Uh, Eddie was just like raising his fists. In cheer. In cheer. To us, it's more the idea of him killing Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> right. So yeah, the film is him like going to find this island while being chased by yeah. Michael Sheen, who's doing it on behalf of Jim Broadbent. Yes. Yes. Of course, Jim Broadbent's in this. Who poisoned the queen. Yes. Yes. Then they go to, like, an island that Antonio Banderas is ruling over. Pirate king. He's, like, a pirate yeah. king on this island. How many and he's, in this? He's the father of Mrs. Doolittle, who died. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hates Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. So Robert Downey Jr. has to befriend a dragonfly? <laughs> I think so, yeah. So that the dragonfly will ask some ants to pick a lock. So he can steal a book mm-hmm. that his wife owns, which mm-hmm. shows them how to get to the fictitious island. Yes. So that happens. Yeah. You're really going through the plot. Then. I'm really going through the plot. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I didn't mean to, but like as it started going on, it's like, oh yeah, this is just mad. Yes. I kind of want these details to be known. Yeah. And then um, Michael Sheen shows up, he steals the book. Antonio Banderas overhears Robert Downey Jr. talking about how much he misses his wife. Mm. And Antonio Banderas is like, every fire from my being wants to kill you. But I guess you loved my daughter, so uh, fuck it. Here's a ship. Go after him. Which apparently is the definition of irony. Is it? Yeah, in that conversation, she says, no, irony is me wanting to kill you, but not. It's not, mate. How's that work? Well, there's that whole section where uh, someone says that's ironic, then Doolittle says, no, this is the definition of irony, yeah. and then describes something that isn't ironic. And then Antonio Banderas says, no, this is actually irony. And also describes something that isn't ironic. Yeah. It's like the Alanis Morissette song. <laughs> None of it's actual irony. <laughs> what they're talking about. Uh, so yeah, they, they go on a ship, they go to the island. Uh, Martin Sheen, Michael Sheen? Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen is already there. But he, even though he has the map yeah. to the flower, he doesn't know where the flower is. Yeah. So Robert Downey Jr. has to tell him where the flower is. But it's okay, because a dragon shows up. An actual dragon. An actual dragon oh, shows yeah. up. Yep. Yeah. 
and it, it kills people yeah yeah so I know there are deaths in Disney films yeah but it felt so wrong when it started killing people <laughs> yeah. So it's just one guy get burned like like fucking hell. Yeah. What I, I thought this was like for five year olds. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was really yeah. wrong. And then of course the famous everyone brings this up, the famous climax of the film, where the dragon has a tummy ache. Yeah. And Doctor Doolittle uh <laughs> with the help of all his animal friends that have been with him along the way, mm. and the boy and the girl who are also there, he extracts some armor. Yep from the dragon's anus and then pulls out a set of bagpipes and the dragon like farts really loudly yes and it's like oh cheers but here's the flower yeah and then he takes the flower back and a stick insect which has been spying yeah on Jim Broadbent tells him that Jim Broadbent poisoned the queen and Robert Downey Jr this insane man that nobody quite trusts mm. says Jim Broadbent trusted heralded figure in the government poison the queen and everyone's like oh shit well the stick insect wouldn't lie yeah so Jim Broadbent gets imprisoned and Robert Downey Jr. is fine again and he opens the the manor and everything everything's fine yes that's that's, that's everything that's that happens little. in the film <laughs> um, I laughed three times okay at it or with it K- kind of both I feel like there were a couple of moments where I did laugh with it but I can't remember them like yeah, I'm me. trying to think of the... Th- I know there were definitely three times I laughed out loud. Yeah. One of them is when the dragon farts and he goes, Ah, Javi. Oh, and right. just like how, <laughs> yeah, how okay. stupid it was. I guess I was laughing at it at that yeah, point. Yeah, okay. Um, I but think- no, I feel like that's supp- you're supposed to find that stupid, right? You're supposed to find the, the fart and his response. Yeah. But the fact that they had to throw in an Ah, Javi, you know. Yeah. I just found that funny. Okay. It's execution funny. I the gorilla screaming I laughed at okay <laughs> and when Rami Mag it's the gorilla screaming I will I say it's that. nice to because um, I've only really seen him in Mr. Robot and Night at the Museum before that right uh, so it was kind of nice to see Rami Malik not being like super fucking depressed well the, th- something. <laughs> the thing is not that he was depressed in Night at the Museum that's just the only yeah. thing I've seen him in Rami Malek if you're casting a gorilla it's either like Sylvester Stallone isn't mm. it or you're trying to invert that and you go with I don't know um, that guy from 30 Rock you know the gay guy from 30 Rock someone who's oh, completely um, Jack McBriar McBriar yeah. McBriar yeah oh ha 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 yeah. he's voicing a girl Rami Malek is sort of somewhere in the middle he's just like a guy it's the exact same problem with Pikachu exact same problem I have okay. with Pikachu okay. Ryan Reynolds is neither appropriate nor a, an inversion of what Pikachu yeah. would sound like yeah. he's just kind of he's a voice I guess yeah you know? um, I'm trying to think of what the third laugh was uh, I smiled a lot Okay, I think um, just out of acknowledgement that it was still going, or what? What um, made you smile? I just I can't. It didn't annoy me, you know. Yeah, it it, it wasn't charming, but oh, you know what? <laughs> Sorry, he's just described the plot. Look, I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy it. It is terrible. I haven't, but it's, Eddie, it's inoffensive. Eddie, I haven't even mentioned the scene where Robert Downey Jr. has a therapy session with the tiger. Oh, great! That. Did I laugh at that? Oh. I think I just laughed at the idea of Ray Fiennes as a tiger. Oh, okay. I think I just found that funny. Right, okay. Yeah, go on. Go, describe that scene. I, I don't think I need it. <laughs> In fairness, that's kind of the scene. Because the tiger is fucking with him, isn't he? Yeah. He's like pretending to need a therapy session. Because Doolittle was giving him therapy sessions, and then Doolittle ran away. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
So he's like fucking He's insecure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the tiger's insecure. Yeah. That's it. Um, that's his trait. He wa- yeah, he wants to live up to his mother's idea of him or something like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Michael Sheen is good. I will say that. Like, he, he gives it his all. Yeah. He's always good, though. Yeah. Um, oh, I think I laughed uh, when the whales are... Um, it's when they sort of they sort of pop up near the ship. Yeah. After Michael Sheen has stolen the map or the book or whatever yeah. it is from Robert Downey Jr. and the whales are like waving at him. Okay. And Michael Sheen waves back. Right. And the whales go and one, the, like the other whale goes, I can't believe you're flipping him off. <laughs> okay. All right. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And then the whale goes, he's just he's an idiot. And it cuts back to Michael Sheen with like the stupid grin on his face, just like <laughs> smiling as he's there, waving at the whales. There was that horrible moment though where the kid says something like. Um, how are we going to get back, Doctor? He goes, Whales, my boy. <laughs> Whales. Yeah. And then it just cuts to whales in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, it, it had a dog with glasses, which is a good thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the funny image. But it doesn't go on their journey with them. No, I know. So what's stay, the point? Tom Holland, isn't it? Yeah. It just stays at Buckingham Palace. Oh, what was the what was the function of the octopus? You know the octopus in the tank that Robert Downey Jr. like yeah. hilariously like speaks to? Yes. And you don't hear what the octopus says. No. What did it tell him? I don't know. Because after it tells him something, that's mm. what triggers Robert Downey Jr.'s journey to go find the flower, I think. Yeah. Does it... Uh, I don't know. Because like, that could have told him that Jim Broadbent poisoned her, couldn't it? It could have. But it didn't. No. Because then why would the stick insect yeah, need yeah. to stay behind? Yeah. You know? Because when it stayed... Because it stayed behind, and then you hear Jim Broadbent tell Michael Sheen, oh, go and kill Doolittle for me, so that he never comes back. Yeah. And you see the stick insect kind of like eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to get a message back to Doolittle somehow. But he doesn't. Yeah. He just kind of stays there. Yeah. Knowing that Doolittle's life is in danger, you know? They could have at least sent like a parrot or a bird a or something to yeah. go find him. There was another moment I smiled at. And that is a bird says, like, my mother was right about me. I should have been an omelette. I thought that was quite Oh, funny. yeah. <laughs> the and, flamingo, yeah. Yeah, the flamingo. And then... Yeah. I think the polar bear says, "My father, my <laughs> yeah. father went out for a pack of seals once." Yeah, that's I like. Yeah, that. I like that. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. There are little things in it like that, and then there's a point where Robert Downey Jr. says, "Oh, you saved me, do? Well, fair play." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, I thought the the little girl that goes to get him mm. was fucking annoying. Yes, she was so. I know child actors can be. Yeah, but man, she was irritating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, his, that voice, that whatever he's doing, mm. obviously the kid that is kind of like his apprentice is mm. learning how to talk to animals along the way. And they do their best to show how that works, but it just comes across as really silly. Oh, the opening of the film, because that almost got me to message you. Right. Um, where he's speaking to the animals, but they don't initially show everyone speaking English. It's everyone doing animal noise. So it's just... And then it kind of translates. Yes, it. but yeah. it's just Doolittle sitting at this chess table, like yeah. grunting at a gorilla. Oh, it's mad. And then like screaming at a bird. Yeah. It's mad. It's insane. And I was like genuinely like, I want the whole film to be this. Yeah. I want it to just be Robert Downey Jr. like screaming at animals for the whole film. Yeah. But it's, the, the kid start. I know, again, it's a, it's a children's film. But the kid starts picking up how to speak to animals incredibly quickly. Mm. Like, not just, oh, this means hello, this means... He get, like, really specific things. Yeah. So you go, like, oh, I think, like, ah, 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 means this. And he's, it, like, this is so, <laughs> like, through the stargate of weird. It is strange how yeah. the film... never. It's, it's not, like, when you first hear everyone speaking English, everyone henceforth speaks English. Yeah. Actors and, like, creatures do go back and forth between the yes. noises. Yeah. 
And I don't know whether that falls into you because you have a gripe about um, if characters are non-native English speakers, mm. it's annoying that when they'll start speaking English to each other in yes. a film. Yeah. I don't know whether this falls into that remit or not. What animals? Yeah. No. The fact that, you know, we're supposed to be able to hear them speaking English, but sometimes they're just animal noises. And like the, there's that moment where he's warning the polar bear, the kid is warning the polar bear about the ship mm. and he like roars at him. Yeah. And the polar bear is trying to understand him. <laughs> it's like, well, Doolittle's right next to him. Yeah. Why don't you just say to Doolittle, oh, we're under a fucking attack. Yeah. yeah. John Cena voices the polar bear, doesn't he? He does, yes. <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was inoffensive, right? It yes. was like, inoffensive I, I, and a little yeah. bit mad. A little bit mad. Yeah. Um, not good, but, you know, sorry, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> Um, the only other thing I would, I would want to bring up, unless there's other things you were getting to. I just wanted to say that it's a, considering that he's the man that talks to animals, mm. it's appropriate that he sounds like the elephant man. Okay. It is. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. So, John Merrick via Planetti or something. <laughs> well, yes, to sort of um, go back to the accent briefly. Mm-hmm. Before watching the film, I'd heard people say that he was very clearly dubbed. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, maybe the sound mixing is slightly off or something, mm-hmm. and that's what... I think for, like, most of the film, if Robert Downey Jr. is saying a sentence that's more than a clause long, yeah. he's he's hiding his face. Yeah. He's either not looking at the camera or he's holding something in front of his face. There's, like, a moment where he's in, like, the, the room with the queen, mm-hmm. and he's, like, discussing what might be wrong with it, and he's just, like, grabbing things and putting them in front of his face, almost. Mm-hmm. And that was baffling, because that's... Yeah. That's not, like... Oh, the accent was bad, so we had to go fix it in post. Like mm-hmm. you shot that. They shot it that way. Yeah, you shot that knowing it was going to be dubbed. It was. A, it was the accent so bad on set? They were like, "Mate, you're just gonna. Well, all of this is gonna." Have to but be it's the, the whole art. film. Yeah. it's not like halfway through they start to hide. Yeah, it. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, they cottoned on halfway through from the first frame to the last. No, that's what I'm saying. They started yeah. shooting. He was doing that. Like, oh shit. Yeah, we're have to compensate for that then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there are moments where he's talking, clearly talking, and uh, the dialogue is not even playing. Yeah. But they didn't even have the confidence for him to do his dialogue. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is the worst offender, yeah. I think. As other people have pointed out, how bad must it have been in the first place? Yes. When the ADR is that terrible. Yeah. Yeah, not a recommendation. No. But it didn't annoy me. Okay. I suppose. And if we sold you on the film, Eddie? Not in the fucking slightest. <laughs> okay. No, the, the thing with... You, you talk about films like this and plots like this. And it genuinely saddens me <laughs> that films like this get made in the industry. Okay, <laughs> I'm you know I mean I'm not saying I've written anything that's you know necessarily of merit yet, but you've written something better than Doolittle. Yeah, I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, like if I mean if I never get something made in this fucking industry, mm-hmm. I think I'm genuinely going to be sad because yeah. shit's getting pumped out. I'd say that you need Doolittles to bolster, to allow for other f- better, smaller films to be made, but it hasn't even done well financially, so no, this is a complete waste of everything. Yeah. All right, apropos of nothing, here's a Sam's Lexicorner. Samuel. Words. Phrases. Sam's Lexicorner. Okay, so today on Sam's Lexicorner, I want to coin... Well, I've already coined it. I want to bring the coin to the table. Yep. The Ho-Cats justification. Okay. That is the H-O-C-A-T-S-S justification. Okay. And that is the moment in a sequel where it kind of... It justifies its similarities to the first film by addressing it, kind of being its first critic in a way. 
So Whole Cats comes from Die Hard to Die Harder, where uh, Bruce Willis says something like, oh, you know, a, a ventilation system, steam pipes, how can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? And that's sort of become incorporated into pop culture at mm. large. It's basically an excuse for its own existence. The Whole Cats justification. Okay. Samuel. Words. Phrases. Sam's lexicon. Right, I've just got a few little bits and pieces yeah. th- the, that I've noticed, want to talk about. I've been watching The Simpsons, and I watched an episode that I was very familiar with from my childhood called Treehouse of Horror. I think it's nine. I showed you lads. You did. This <laughs> yes. yes, you did. Uh, so, in that segment, you find out that Maggie is actually the child of Kang, one of the aliens, mm-hmm. uh, who inseminated Marge without her knowledge after abducting her. And in the actual episode, she's taken aboard the ship. They kind of zap her with a baby, essentially, and then dump her back in her house. In the version I saw, mm-hmm. someone had spliced in. Yeah. Porn? Porn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. cartoon, no, it's definitely cartoon, porn. Cartoon. Yeah. Is it porn? Oh, yes. it's definitely porn. There's, there's, Car- a ca- there's a category for that on Pornhub. Yeah. For, okay, but I mean, presumably, I get this cartoon porn of like just Marge and Lois Griffin just having sex. Hmm. But this is kind of... I don't know if it would fall into the remit of hentai. No, hentai is specifically... Hmm. Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Tentacle porn? That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, suppose she, this would be tentative. She's porn. basically... Well, not raped. She, uh, well, no, because she's sort of... Like, it's, aggr- it's in every hour. It's aggressive, but it's not like... Um, she's sort of up for it, kind of. Well, no, because in, in the episode, she says, um, I don't agree to this, but I guess I have no choice, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that that Sort of consent, but not really? I think the joke is that, like... Because it's instant, isn't it? So, well, I don't agree with any of this, but if I had to choose, I'll choose this. Yeah. I think the joke is she's a bit more up for it than... Oh, I see. Okay. Than she should be, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it just cut. They've whoever edited. Yeah, I just has put in this little sequence where she's inseminated bonded, by. Yeah, she's in bondage. Yeah, and tentacle. The bondage. Tentacles are kind of three tentacles in the mouth at one time. Three tentacles yeah. in the mouth. One in her anus and one in her yes. vagina. I want to talk about the end of it. <laughs> okay. So the end of the clip where is the eggs that come out? Yeah. So yeah. two eggs come out of her vagina. She lays eggs. And then yeah. one comes out of her ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just made Dripping in gunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of... A lot of jism. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he'd been waiting a while. Yeah. It's just carrying in the other guy, right? Just those two. Yeah, unless that's the the typical proportion of I mean, alien I mean, cum. I mean, yeah, it might be. Yeah. Well, the, just that species. Maybe that's how they come. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't want to discuss it critically like uh, <laughs> talk about ex- what it means it, it's just more that I, when I was a kid I had VHS's of The Simpsons and yes. that was probably the one I watched the most and so <laughs> yeah, re- yeah it was re- no, re- I wonder why so. I wonder revisiting why. it um, 20 years you know 15 20 years after the fact was I, I you just don't remember the scene in my life I don't there are very few things that have actually shocked me into like <laughs> my mouth being agape and just I can't believe this. Oh, happening. you don't want your mouth to be agape, can't yeah, like you I as know, well. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to put that out there. Does... Whoever did that, go fuck yourself. <laughs> nah, fair play, you evil like, cunt. Nah, fair play. Was there any point? Did you enjoy it? Did you lads? Was did there you enjoy any point? I was no, nursing I, I a Sammy. You, was there any okay. point during you watching that where you from? 
if it was only for moments, yeah. thought that was the actual episode and you just didn't remember it. Um, oh, no, I didn't think I didn't remember it. There was obviously because it's kind of, there's no major disjunct between the animation. It, it's basically the same. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's kind of what's impressive about it is it looks like the episode. I won't say the most impressive, but the bit that kind of like made me go, all right, I have a little bit of respect for it. It's the moment at respect. the end. It's a terrible thing that they've done. Yeah. But it, they, it's not. Oh, so Eddie clearly it's not a terrible it. thing that they've done. Eddie clearly enjoyed okay, it. Well, we'll get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's the moment like at the end, after that scene has happened, where they splice Marge's naked kind of dripping body yeah. into the actual scene. Yes. Yeah. And like when when Kang presses like a button to dump her out of the ship, and it's actual, it's she, that she, animation. She leaves little puddles of cum on the seat behind. Yeah, her. and it's all like superimposed onto the actual. Like yeah. they've taken the real Marge out, yeah, that Marge in. Oh, effort was put into. Yeah, that. it's yeah. like oh right, you yeah. didn't just like splice in some porn to shock us. Yeah, you, like properly yeah, like you edited. know that that required like rotoscoping, and they might have even have to have redrawn a couple of things. Like fair play, you know. No, I, I'm not not fair play. <laughs> I'm not giving this thing any credit whatsoever. Just. Funny though, vulgar. Well, I was, I was, I was half asleep when I saw it. I was just kind of like, just like, That's even better. did it wake you up? Did it? No. It, All right. Because I was going through, and then yeah, it wasn't like instant. Like, oh, someone's done this. There was a moment of what the fuck. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a joke. It looks like she's having sex, but it's going to reveal something. And then they go to that shot of her, <laughs> of, behind, her behind her, yeah. her like penetrating the badge. <laughs> and it was at that moment I. Well, I didn't really know what was going on. To be honest. <laughs> it was more. Have, have I gone on the wrong site? Am I, <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess that you know, it's my fault for watching things illegally. I suppose. I wonder why. I know. I know. It was probably just like you know. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Or someone want to watch the world burn. That type of thing. Yeah. It's like oh, people won't be expecting this when they go on this site to find this episode. Yeah. But. I don't know. You've seen you as you say. You've been watching The Simpsons. No other episode has yeah, been. That's the thing. Yeah, this is the first time anything like that has happened. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Not just The Simpsons. Like in so general, far. things don't seem to happen. So far, with. luckily, I'm almost done with the <laughs> uh, the portion I'm watching. Do you know what? I wasn't even. Maybe it's kind of a, a cosmic lesson in breaking continuity because I told myself I'm just going to watch the first eight seasons. Yeah. Because the general consensus is that season nine is the start of the, you know, the, the downturn. Pr- principal and the Pauper? Is that yeah, considered like the, the third episode? Yeah, the yeah. death of The Simpsons, in a way. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people think so. And, but that episode, I was waiting for it. Mm. But then I looked it up and it was in season 10. So I was like, oh, I kind of want to re-see that episode. So I jumped to it and I guess, more fool me. <laughs> yeah. So you enjoyed it then, clearly. I just thought it was funny. Funny? Is it funny? It's yeah. not. It's, because it's, someone's it's, gone. I mean, no, because someone's gone to the effort of doing this, and then sad, you, sad case. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because then you've come along unsuspecting, and then that was what was on your screen, and I just found that funny. Because I mean, it's sort of like on the chart of of humor. I think Stephen, not Stephen Lee, Stuart Lee. Yeah. He. I don't know if it's a thing that existed before him, but he certainly talked about it. Where like you're telling a joke that's going on for too long, right? Mm. So you have a joke that gets funnier, yeah. And then as time goes on, it starts to get less funny. Then yeah. it becomes unfunny. Yeah. Then it's been going on for so long, it becomes funny again. Yes. The March. It's bit, too, it is too long. It yeah. goes on long enough to become unfunny, but not long enough to become funny again. So by it does reach a point where you're just going like, oh, I am just watching porn now. You know. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't. It's not funny that this has happened. No, what, the shock what? sort of dissipates. Oh, like, okay. oh, this is not funny anymore. You know. To explain that, obviously, we came around to yours, and then you were like, oh, 
this happened. Oh yeah, you this, just this sprung happened. this on us. Yeah. We were yeah. not prepared. And then you were well, like, well, I happened. think that's the correct way to experience it. I suppose. And and obviously, so it started, and it's like, oh, okay, this is happening. And you're like, oh no no no, it keeps going. Yeah yeah. yeah. And then it's like, yeah yeah no no, there's more. <laughs> and then you just it just kept going. And it's just funny funny because it's just it's rather uncomfortable, but it's just it made me laugh. Like it's the, gone to the effort. the uh, the persistence of it. Yeah, is what you find funny. Yeah, I gotta say, I it's not just that it's kind of thrown a hurdle into a memory, but it's more. I I I don't find it funny. I guess. Okay, All right. I'm I'm not trying to be like humorless about. It's not funny, is it? Like th- that is not a funny. It's well, not it's, meant to be it's funny. It's shocking, isn't it? it yeah, it depends meant, on whether you find that. It's funny. meant to be so obscene. It's just kind of, you kind of laugh at it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, go crawl in a hole and die. I guess we haven't made it. Uh, okay, ah, from from that to have any of you seen or heard of the Masked Singer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Do you know? What? I was considering bringing this to your yeah. attention. Yeah. I had no idea. My father brought it to my attention. Okay. okay. Are you familiar with it? I haven't watched it, but I'm aware of what it is. Have you seen it, George? <laughs> yes. Okay. I've seen bits I've of I've seen it. one episode. Okay, I have seen it. But I was in episode. work, so it was kind of like in the background as I was okay. like, doing work. Well, do you want to explain what it is then? Well, from what I can understand, it's a show, a reality show, I guess. Is that what they're called? A talent show? Talent show. Kind of. In which famous celebrities, or not as fa- opposed to. Or not famous celebrities, because yeah. half of them I didn't know. They go on to this talent show and they perform for some judges. But the gimmick is not, oh, which celebrity sings the best? Let's decide. All of the celebrities are dressed in these very, very elaborate disguises. Yeah. And the whole point of the show is they have to guess who's underneath the mask. And then I think people get voted out. Yeah. And that's when you have the opportunity to... You reveal who it is. Reveal who it is. I don't know... Like, if the judges win anything, if they guess right, or whether it's oh, just a bit of fun? I think it's just a bit of fun, isn't okay. it? Okay. I get charity money, maybe? I, I don't know. Okay. They must win something. Well, I don't understand the point, because they're not judging their performances. Because I think they kind are, of are, the, are. are the voices disguised when they sing? Because when, no. when they speak, they're distorted, so you can't tell who it is. No, when they sing, a lot of them are putting on, like, a different type of style than they would mm. usually. Okay. So, like, Catherine Jenkins was on there, who's a classical singer. Yeah. And she's singing more like a, a pop. Right, of, yeah. okay. So they're, tr- they're kind of putting on voices as well. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. But yeah, I think the, it is a bizarre concept, but it's yeah. the costumes that push it into the truly surreal. Yes. They're like Takeshi's Castle, Japanese style. There was a... Kabuki theatre. Um, yeah. In yeah. the episode that yeah. I saw, two people were revealed and it was Fox and Monster. Uh, the Fox is someone who has like this suit, this like body suit, and then their helmet is like this massive fox head. And they're like covered in mirrors and reflective surfaces. Yeah. So there's like lights like bouncing off this mm. like disco fox almost yeah. in all these different directions. Whereas Monster is just this guy in like this massive, it looks like a Moshi monster. Um, but it's like this big blue like ball basically. But because he's got no articulation and the eyes look kind of goofy because they're like staring off in different directions, it's like he's on stage performing and the monster's just kind of staring standing there like staring like off in different directions yeah. as this voice is coming out it's bizarre are the masks and like the stuff related to who they are or I, no no it no they uh, have like segments out. prior to their performances where they're supposedly sprinkling in easter they, eggs yeah they drop clues because when the person is revealed they do like a musical number and then at the bottom of the screen it says oh they said blah 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 which is supposed to signify they won an Emmy or a or yeah. a or a Brit award whenever, you know? Yeah, you're supposed to be playing the guessing game. But like the costumes are so cumbersome, mm. some of them can't move. So like there's octopus, I think, yeah. is one. 
like actually can't move and just has to stand there while dancers make up for the immobility around them by like <laughs> yeah. being really frenetic. Yeah. And they just stand and they hang, like they can maybe move their hips <laughs> when, a little bit. And when, um, oh, sorry, I knocked it with my, I knocked the table with my glass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when they have to leave the stage, you can see like all of the different like runners coming out and like having to <laughs> wheel them off. Wheel them off yeah, the yeah. stage, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to. It's fucking bizarre. Do you know what else I found bizarre as well? The judging panel. Do you yeah. want to? Do you want to tell people who the judging panel is? Okay, as I recall, I don't. What's the woman off the Voice? What, what's her name? Oh, I don't know. The women I went. I wasn't entirely sure of. Davina McCall is one of the judges. Yeah. Oh yeah, her. The other woman I wasn't. The other woman. Yeah. Oh, what's her name? She's a singer. She she was a voice on the judge. I can't remember her name. The voice on the judge. <laughs> a judge on the voice. <laughs> um, I mean, it's Jesse J. Not Jesse J. Rita Ora. Is that her uh, name? Yeah, is okay. it? Rita Ora. Rita Ora. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was her. Rita Ora. Jonathan Ross and Ken Jong. <laughs> who I think is, is a host, a judge on the American one as well. Is it an American one? It's an American one. I think oh, it comes shit. from America, yeah. Okay. And it's hosted by Joe... Joel Domit. Joel Domit, a comedian. Okay. In name. Right. It's a, yeah, it's a weird menagerie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the reason why... I was just to say, the reason why this show came to my attention... <laughs> Is because of Jonathan Ross. Okay. Okay. Because Jonathan Ross yeah. guessed that one of the people behind the mask mm. was someone who was already dead. And the, <laughs> and the fans were in like uproar. And were like, okay. Nah, this, this person's dead. But like, people were in uproar about this. Like, it was okay. on BBC News. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Well, the BBC have a bit of a history with Jonathan Ross, don't they? Of course they would uh, jump on a bandwagon. Yeah. Well, it came to my attention because my, I was with so my father's. And like um, those like Cold War spy movies, like two people sitting on a bench, he just sat down next to me. He looked at me, he went, who is the octopus? <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and he just kind of, he just existed in that level of abstraction for a while. I was like, who is the, who's monster? Who do you think monster? Yeah. I was like, I genuinely don't know. I said, have I, am I on, have you spiked my tea with LSD? <laughs> what is going on? Um, and then he explained it and he said oh, haven't you been watching The Masked Singer did, yeah I was going to say did yeah. he not even show you the show did he just literally sit down he literally came in sat down and said who is the octopus <laughs> uh, and I had no idea and then he said he sort of explained the concept and was utterly in a state of shock that I hadn't heard of it okay he said, you haven't heard of it it's on ITV it's set in the weekend it's bizarre he said it's terrible but okay. you have to watch it sort of thing and the only reason I talk, I guess it's really popular. The only reason I want to talk about it here is because I said to him, well, you got to remember that my friends on Facebook are basically all in their 20s, mm. either working on the weekend mm. or don't watch like ITV. Yeah. Whereas your friendship group, they're probably all, all sitting down watching yes, yeah. Saturday night television. Uh, so it's no surprise I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I just can't. Like, is this where we're at? Is this where television is at now? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah. It was probably, you know, executives in a, in a you know, a boardroom up in ITV were like, right, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. What the hell kind of show do we put out? But when you're coming up with that idea, because I do, I don't understand, like, when the judges guess the people, because yeah. they give no indication whether they're right or wrong, because mm-hmm. there have been moments where, on the, in the episode I saw, where one of the judges guessed correctly, and no one said anything. Right. So is the idea that you, like, as a member of the public, you can choose from the judges' choices, or no? It's I th- the judges just throw them out for, for no reason. No, no, you, you just you vote on who you want to stay, I guess, or so kick out. The- I don't, I don't know whether it's you vote for someone to stay or someone to eject. Yeah, but I know it's a, I think it's a public vote. Okay, I think. Yeah, no, I think it is. Okay, and then they just, it's just like a, a bit of fun, additional. Kind okay. Of, 
oh, who is it? I wonder. And then, oh, yeah, it's this person. That's clearly supposed to be the appeal of the show. Yeah. But what's the point in that format? Because a talent show, the point of a talent show is to find like the best person. But that's yeah. not what we're doing. We're fight, we're just, we just want to know who these people are. Well, something- Surely the person you vote for is the person you want to find out whose identity it is, not the person you think is the best singer. Yeah, I don't. I guess you'd. It's it's because it's the people who get eliminated that their identities are revealed. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I get you have to take all that into account. I suppose yeah. when you're voting, um, th- something's happened to kind of that's retarded, and I I don't mean that in the literal sense. I mean it in the made stupid sense. I mean talent shows were never high art, mm. but with the X Factor and American Idol, it would be a, a panel of judges sitting down, watch the performance, and go right. This is what I think of it. Mm. There seems to be this push now. I guess it started on The Voice. The judges have to be like dancing along to it yeah. as well. Mm. So on The Voice, you have some people getting up on their chairs like, yes, or some people just doing a little jig in their seats. It seems on this show, they've all been told, they've been compelled, you have to stand up and dance to it. Yeah. Because Jonathan Ross is just doing like a, an old man at a wedding dance. Yes. Just kind of bobbing back and forth. Ew. And it's just like everyone comes out of it having lost something. I think that judging panel okay you know it's 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 not a strict it's not strictly a talent show so we can sort of get away with being a little more creative with who we choose as judges yeah. I suppose but you have Jonathan Ross who's yeah. sort of like one of the higher ups at ITV I mm-hmm. suppose in the sense that he's got like a bunch of shows yeah. he's one of their go-to personalities yeah, yeah. he's got his own talk show on there obviously. he's an entertainer he's an entertainer yeah. Davina McCall similar sort of thing she's kind of a she pops up everywhere she's sort of a TV personality yeah. that's used an entertaining presenter an entertaining yeah, yeah. presenter you have Rita Ora, who's a singer. Yeah. And a, and a judge. And a judge. Yeah. And has judged before, yeah. so she's sort of filling that remit. Yeah. And Ken Jong, Who I guess is is the Bruno Tognoli. Okay. The one who's a fiery, who is very animated, I guess. I mean, I, right. I haven't watched enough of the show to know. Well, who's the I'm Simon Cowell, then? I guess Jonathan Ross out of those would be the Simon Cowell. No, I thought he was the Louis Walsh. You seem like the, What is the Louis Walsh? Well, he's just kind of like, you know... God, how far back are we going? <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think that... Um, Gary Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> I do think your theory that, like, you know, oh, they since the voice people have been the judges have been told they have to like be yeah. more animated and sort of be characters of the show. Yeah, yeah. I think Simon Cowell started all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just become like the voice is definitely a milestone in some respect because it like it's not just a panel of judges yeah. anymore. All of the judges are kind of like individual. Mm-hmm. Like I know the X Factor divided them up into mentors. Yeah. But the voice, that seems to be the whole point. Is that yeah, they, these four they judges, fight for the... This show yeah. is about four judges trying to find the best person. Yeah. Like, they are the characters of that show. The mm. singers are secondary, you know? Well, if American Idol is the first of all these things, isn't it? That yeah. predates the X Factor. That's the very first thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that set the trend of you have the villain, uh, Strictly Come Dancing, what's his name? Craig Revel, Hallwood, someone like that. I don't know. Uh, but they, they've all got villains. Yeah. And then there was like the mediating, boring one and a woman. Yes. That was like... Well, is, the, is Louis Walsh that mediating boring one? I, I get, but I don't really know what role he... They set up kind of rivalries between... Yeah, different... well, he's the rival of the villain, but he's not yeah. the hero of the judging panel either. No. He's kind of the idiot. Yeah, the dull one, I suppose. Yeah, like, he's just kind of like the, you know, oh, yeah, you, you're good. Goofy. Yeah. Mm, but he's yeah. yeah, he's not like... The villain always rolls his eyes. He's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And even like the woman is occasionally like, oh, shut up, Louis Walsh. You well, know? the woman was generally the likable one. Because yeah. I mean, at least with the initial lineup on the X Factor, the, the three judges deserve to be there. Yes, they were all music producers. Yeah, or, you know that was their job. Yeah, and now it's just kind of 
the guy from the script. Yeah, just any famous. Sing- I mean, the voice. Kaiser Chiefs. The voice has like new judges every year, right? Yeah. I think will I am even on it anymore? Yeah. Oh, He's the one person know. that's still on it. No, because Tom Jones is never. Yeah, but <laughs> no, Tom Jones left and then came back. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Okay, that um, was funny. There was like an episode of The Voice that I saw where, um, like, every single performance. They would go to the different judges. They'd be like, Will I Am, what do you think? And Will I Am would do his thing. And then they'd be like, You, judge, what do you think? Blah, 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 blah. And then they'd get to Tom Jones and they'd go, Tom, this person was a really good singer who has this kind of quality to their voice, yeah? And Tom was like, Oh, yes, yes. It seems like they, yeah. they, they're not letting Tom Jones have an opinion. They're just kind of telling him, Oh, do you think this? And Tom Jones will go, Oh, yeah. I don't think it's, I think he just, he doesn't know what to say. No, I know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that the show is like, yeah. Oh, Tom Jones can't Elderly have an abuse. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny that it, it's, it's, they're so blatantly leading him to something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've just looked up the, the series to see who the contestants were. The Masked Singer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now. Jason Manford. So seven of them were singers. Yeah. And then you've got five that weren't. So yeah. of those five, you've got a comedian, which is Jason Manford. But he is, um, he does musical theatre, I think. Yes, he does. Yeah. You've got two actresses. One is Patsy Palmer. From EastEnders. Who's behind yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that who she is? Yeah, yeah. okay. One Denise Van Outen who can sing. Yeah, I think she does. Well, she was Fox Theatre as She's well. She's the yeah. one I saw yeah. being unmasked. Teddy Sheringham, who is a footballer. Okay. <laughs> and then Alan Johnson, who is a politician. Alan Johnson is Mark Corrigan's boss in the show. So, oh god, if he was on it, <laughs> he was on yeah, I would, I would watch the shit, shit out of that. So, can't believe I let this happen on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know like with Strictly you know they'll get someone like they've had like Ed Balls on it and shit like that mm, right right. but this is a show about singing don't imagine he no, can I sing no I don't think it is it's about figuring out who these people are and in that instance but they have want, to sing they have to sing but I think that all of that is just uh, dressing for the real premise which yeah, is tissue. can you guess who this famous person is I think so and they have to be famous <laughs> And you all, can't get good singers who are not famous. You have to get famous people for a show Almost like this. all of them, I would call washed up. I think it's. Oh, yeah, is. no, like A list celebrity ever. Like, when's no, the last time you saw, I like, mean, a yeah. truly famous person who's like, I'm a celebrity? One of Sam's favourite people is on this show. Who? Justin Hawkins. He's on one of my favourite people. <laughs> but yeah, he's kind of washed up. And his, oh, he is. <laughs> when, my, when my father I exposed me to this, I kind of looked up some of the. some clips on YouTube, and I was trying to think if I didn't know this was Justin Hawkins, would I have. Mm. I wouldn't have, you know. Uh, I guess th- they are trying to sound differently. But yes, you know for a fact none of them are going to be A-grade celebrities. Yeah. That said, CeeLo Green was one of them. No, was he a monster? He's like, he's... I don't know who. I think, he was a yeah. monster. Yeah, I think he was a yeah. monster, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not He's not, not a... Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. like... He hasn't released a single that's done well in like the last five okay. years. Okay, but still. Yeah, but like Billie Eilish isn't going to show up on a show like this no. is she? until she's in no like one who's 40s. currently in Vogue is yeah. going to show up yeah. next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, next year she'll be in Vogue. Yeah, next year in the jungle. In the yeah, jungle. Hands down, at least three of these are going to be in the jungle within the next. Year. That, that reminds me, actually, I I was watching an old Big Fat Quiz of the Year, and okay. uh, I've been watching some of those. Yeah, Kristen Schaal was on one, and uh, they were oh, she's an American, and they mm. were showing clips from British TV shows. And that Joey Essex on I'm a celebrity get me out of here just being stupid and it cuts back to her and what she says is the sentiment I would extend to the masked singers this is the best TV you have <laughs> <laughs> extend that question yeah. to hang over the masked singer yeah um, I do like the big fat quiz of the year yeah it's really good uh, other than when Mel B's on it <laughs> okay you, don't, you, don't, right. you dislike Mel B not a fan are you? I, no because so is she the one I would 
No, no, she's not. So she was on a team. No, Mel Mel Yeah. He so she's on a team with Mickey Flanagan, and yeah. he's like trying to be funny, <laughs> and she's like just. Well, she just sounds really like coarse and indifferent, doesn't she? And yeah, and she's trying yeah. to be all serious. Yeah, and she's clearly hating it. She looks like a miserable cunt. Yeah, and like, she, she does look like a miserable cunt. Yeah, and they she must, does. Yeah, she, she does. does. Yeah. They but, must know going in for like, oh yeah, you know, this isn't a serious quiz show. Oh We're yeah, here to oh yeah, have yeah, fun yeah, and sure. fuck about. Yeah, yeah, like Noel Fielding and Russell Brand are yeah. the best team. They are on any of those yeah. shows, and then Rich Diawadi and Noel Fielding. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like. No, I, I late like when I've been coming home like late like late yeah, at night. That's, I've, that's my uh, I've descended into the darkness of <laughs> eating, YouTube. having dinner to or falling asleep to. Yeah, big fat quizzes. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So that that was the masked it's, singer. It's kind of insane. Do we recommend the masked singer? Yeah, masked kind of. Singer, kind of. Okay. I mean, it's definitely going to come back. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Watch it. Fuck it. It's bizarre. <laughs> I kind of feel like we should do an occasion where we sit down and watch it just to see if we can figure out <laughs> so I did. which that's one. the horrible thing about it is yeah, you think you're above you it and then yeah it gets you every time yeah I was convinced it was Michael Ball I stayed I was like dad that's Michael Ball Jason Manford ended up being him but I was so sure it was Michael <laughs> no, he, oh, I was, love that it's that kind of he's singing in that musical theatre sort of way yeah. and they were, they were hinting heavily that it was a musical theatre guy right so I guess definitely Michael Ball I will stake money on it it was Jason Manford, and I shouldn't have felt as disappointed as I did. <laughs> as I did. Yeah, no, we sh- we should definitely get together and watch the Masked Singer. Just what? Just see if we can figure out who one of them is. Just for the fun. Of we'll it. watch the Masked Singer, and we'll do a double bill with Naked Attraction. Oh, no, cool. Absolutely not. Oh Jesus! I, absolutely not. You Snapchatted me about that once. <laughs> I never want to see we, it should again. Should we tell that story? I don't know if this is staying in or not. We can do. Uh, if you want to be on the right side of history, it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just... Oh, I don't know. I'll let you tell it then. I'll let you tell... What, you explain what we saw. It's more the... I, it's more the imagery of it, I think, that caught our <laughs> well, attention. yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know, Naked Attraction is a show oh, on a channel. I forget which uh, one. Four, I think. Four, okay. What you four? It's, it's obviously it's Channel Four. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's one of those. One of those Channel Fours. And the premise of the show is there are people who want to date other people, and they've decided that the best way to find someone to date is to go on this show... In which they stand in a room with a presenter, and there are five, no, six potential partners based on their sexual orientation that they like, and the type of person that they like, and apparently the personality type that they like, and all that sort of stuff. And they're placed in these coloured booths, and slowly but surely, the boot, the, the 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 edge of the booths are lifted, and you get to see like their naked bodies of these people. So initially, they show up until the groin area, so you see the genitalia. Mm-hmm. Then they'll show up to like the neck area, so you'll see like the, you'll get a good sense of their body. Yeah. Then you see their faces, mm-hmm. and they're just awkwardly standing there as this person and the presenter are going, "Oh, he's got a nice dick, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got a nice ass. She's got a nice pair of tits." Yeah, pretty much. That's genuinely the show. Yeah, and we were watching it because we didn't know what this was. We were just like, I knew, oh, I knew, I knew what it was. I knew it was a show where they you you were essentially judging. It was like blind date. But you were seeing everything as opposed to nothing. Yeah, I sort of knew that. I, I didn't. Blind date, but you start with the dick first. You did dick first. Yeah, that I didn't get. Like <laughs> even even with women, because it's dick and vagina is like they're the first things you see. Surely that's like one of the last things you like. You start with the face and you work down. You're talking yeah. about in traditional life existence. I mean, there's certainly that because obviously a big. Not that I'm the expert, but I surely a big part of the allure, allure of a relationship is mystery. I'm yeah. not just like. 
what we look like, but yeah, in but all respects, what, what we have under the hood. I mean, you know? yeah, in all respects, someone's got an ugly vagina. I mean, but it, it just seems such a bizarre. Like, where do you go from there? I've seen everything. Yeah, and then it's not they see you as well. There's zero mystery. Mm. And the, the, my problem with it is, I mean, yes, it's vulgar and it's mm. shallow and all the rest of it. It's more that it, it's self righteousness. Okay, that it that it tries to paint it to justify itself it tries to paint itself as a conduit for body acceptance right of like Does yeah it? let's just bear all like let's be happy in our bodies okay large people small people people with big dicks people with small dicks yeah let's all just be comfortable and open with each other and I was like no fuck it's the the reason people are watching is for the freak show aspect of it I've just like yeah and also just kind of like let's see how big the dick is yeah how whatever. big is his dick how big it was I did find it funny that as we were because um, the first because they're split into two so you get two yeah. per episode and the first one was a woman looking for a man and as the dicks were revealed it was me Sam and another friend of ours who's a guy and none of us were making any comments about the dicks and I don't know <laughs> what I don't know. Are we? no but that's the thing it wasn't like a you know oh dick's gay it was like oh, we I don't were, we were talking about them no no but it was like the, the impression I got was oh what if I accidentally reveal a piece of information that implies that my dick is like abnormal no, no, or no. small? I, and, like, I we can't say anything about no, these I weird did, looking I dicks. Feel, I, I didn't feel that. Okay. Right. I didn't feel that. I mean, my dick's average. There you go. Yeah, mine is. Well. <laughs> <laughs> George? I, I, it's... What? <laughs> he, can I just say he just reached down to the ground and gestured at the bottom no, of his it's, leg no, look it's no. men <laughs> no I was adjusting something it's the like it's the one thing men it's the the unspoken thing yeah like beneath there was some I think Jordan Peterson said uh, male relationships the dynamics there is the underlying threat of violence but if we really fall out you can punch me yeah and I can punch you yeah I think the underlying unspoken thing of male relationships is we don't know how big yeah. each other's dicks are. And that's like the, it's there. Mm. It's not important, but it, you can't deny it's there. No, no, absolutely. Um, I prefer not to, to the no. point where I want to at some point write something that's about a confrontation between these two male characters. Mm. And then one of them just exposed himself, go, right, now you know whether mine is bigger or smaller. I'm not interested in trivial confrontation. Yeah. I hate you on a deep level. That's how big I am. I don't care how big you are. Let's get on with this. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it is, that's, that is there. We weren't really talking, but we, I think when we felt it was safe, like someone with a, a really small one, we were like, yeah. ah, that's small, isn't yeah. it? But like, right, right. We kind of avoided, you know, yeah. like being too in depth about it, I suppose. I do think the horror. But we were rooting unintended for uh, the guy with the smallest dick. Oh yeah, the guy with the smallest dick who was like chubby as the, well. The underknob. The underknob, yeah. Because <laughs> the woman, oh, ended, she ended up going with like, because like there were a couple of other good di- a couple of other guys who had much bigger dicks than he did and then you find out that they're because fo- I think the fourth stage is they can speak to you yeah. so you hear what they sound like as well and the guy she ended up going with was like this tall handsome Italian guy with like a big dick and obviously that Italian accent. Like no, I want to choose the guy with the biggest dick though. Was he? Did no, he not have the biggest dick? Size isn't everything. No, he, it's he not. had like a leg brace on. I he did. That. I because because we were surprised because my father. I talked about. I brought it up to my father. Mm. Okay. And he said every time he's seen it, they the, the women always just choose the guy with the biggest dick. Okay. Which again, I said I, I kind of don't blame them because if they're allowing themselves in this, they, they're mm. subjecting themselves to this context. That's how, how, what else? That is how you're going to, yeah, that is how, literally how you're going to be judged. I, if yeah. I went on the show, I would choose the it's woman the with the best It's the first thing body. they see. Of course, yeah. you, that's, yeah. you're in that contact. Mm. That, I don't blame them for that. 
But that she didn't go for the guy with the biggest. Yeah, but it was among the biggest. Oh it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you know, remo- removing the. Um, it is funny, but re- removing that from it, it's sort of a shame how much self-esteem sort of hangs on that. Self-esteem. Self-esteem. I said self-esteem. Didn't Did you say I? I thought you said self-esteem. I, I might have done. It, okay. it, it came out with a bit of a shit. Okay. All right. Fair okay. enough. Self-esteem. How much is dependent? Like, if a if someone was to ridicule you. Mm. How much that would hurt. That's sort of ridiculous. Isn't yes. It? Ridiculous. It always looks bigger in the mirror. It's fine. Ridiculous. Um, does it? Yeah. Surely it looks exactly as big as it is in the mirror. No, because you know, you're looking down at it. Yeah. Right. So you don't have like a proper sense of scale, whereas in the mirror, you're seeing the accurate scale of it. Are you two just looking at your dicks in the mirror? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I used to go yeah. to the gym, yeah. <laughs> Why is you got your dick out in the gym? gym. The gym. Yeah, you're the only person in the change room getting changed. Slim gym. Uh, I, 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 I ain't slim. You're average. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't expect us to end up in this. No, uh, not at all. We've talked about Simpsons porn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, should we get back to no, why we, we're, we're bringing we're this explain, up? You, naked attraction, you wanted to say, you wanted to explain. You, you want to explain. Yeah, we'll get back. Yes. The only other thing I will say about the show is that it does, it does kind of pull you in, kind of like The Masked Singer, where you end up yeah. finding yourself watching it, sincerely wanting to know the identities of these people. You do end up watching yeah. it, comparing these people, going like, "Oh, his dick's bigger. His like, well, chest is nice." It appeals to to something that's unpleasant in you, but you can't deny that it does appeal to mm. it. Yeah, you know, it, it prurience and curiosity, and unfortunately, those things are there. It's like when people say, "Oh, I didn't like it. It was lowest common denominator. I didn't laugh." Mm. By definition, it means that everyone would laugh at it. Yeah, so you can't deny that you you know. Yeah, no, yeah. No. I found it funny, but it's not. It's hardly high comedy or whatever. Mm. Uh, but you know, there is a, a horrible part of you that enjoys those sorts of things. But that's yeah. So, I would never seek it out. No, no, because yeah, as the sort of the shock again, the shock and the sort of comedy mm. that came from that kind of wore away. It's like oh, we are just sincerely watching this show, judging these naked people on, but they're you know. Yes, yeah, their appendages. It was also an exercise in futility because the guys she picked, mm. they went on a date. It went all right. And then they do the kind of post-date interview. Mm. And they said, are you going to go on a second date? And she said, oh, no, he's moving back to Italy. So there's just no point pursuing anything. <laughs> yeah. You made me go through all that just to have it end with. You, you, you didn't pick orange and look at, you're right back where you <laughs> started. Know. You know? Yeah. And he, orange was bald as well. I was really, I was really <laughs> yeah. rooting for him. So, so, sorry, sorry, you said bald, fat. Was he fat? T- no, he was chubby. He wasn't fat. Okay, so he had, bald, a, he had a bald, bit of like bald, uh, chubby, and tiny dick. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 because I saw myself in him necessarily. <laughs> I, apart from the top head, it was more, you know, fair play to him. He, he probably knows he's got a small dick. Yeah, he's going on a show and he's exp- like fair play. Uh, if there's yeah, like a green there, room, but, yeah. If there's a green room beforehand as well, like he would have known the competition. So he's like, all right, yeah, I'm still going out there. A green room. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just in the green room yeah. with the dicks out. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, it's a dress rehearsal the day before. A dress rehearsal. But yeah, so after well, yeah. after, <laughs> after and dress rehearsal. There you go. After that segment on this episode and I don't know which yeah. episode it is so I don't even know where to direct people I know all of the episodes are up, have been uploaded in their entirety on Pornhub so you feel free you feel free to <laughs> how, how do you think he found the show in the first place <laughs> and we stumbled across it yeah we were just like yeah, over a friend's house and we were just like you know oh he said oh I'm going to bed in an hour Let's just watch something some tat some yeah. and we ended up finding that um, Tackle. and then you went on Pornhub she thought well, yeah, I, didn't, I want to see I want to see those again I didn't look up look it up on Pornhub it just showed up in the recommended yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> is the recommend what were you watching <laughs> download it to the laptop like ah yeah. this is the quality stuff yeah. anyway so yes after that woman because it was a woman finding mm. searching for a man mm-hmm. it was what initially appeared to be a man mm. searching for a woman mm. and then he had his introductory segment where he was talking about who he was and what his life was and yeah. what he's looking for in a person and then he sort of slipped in that he was um, born a woman yes and that he had Gone through the transitionary surgery. No. No, because he looked like a man. He'd gone through, yes, yeah. some things that obviously was on testosterone. Mm. Yes, looked like a man entirely. Except for the fact that he hadn't, well, she, he, I, he we call him. It. I mean, we could call him it, but I'm asking for the politically you know, correct term. I'm, I'm the- sitting away from it. <laughs> I imagine the, the politically correct terminology is they. Oh, they. no. For that individual, he. Okay. He wanted to be a he, so he's a he. I see. Right. But some he... some people prefer they, non-binary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> they, they like they. Oh, now uh, you've planted your flag. You're just going for it now, are you? <laughs> but they... they what's the... An, an assault on language... Like okay. I will say they, because I don't know whether it's... It's, I it's genuinely, a he. I genuinely... No, 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 no thing, a he. I genuinely don't know. It's a he. If, okay, if you say it that... A born then... a woman that wanted to become a man. Okay. He. All right. For the sake of ease, I will say they. Okay. I'll probably slip back into he or she at okay. some point, but I will I will attempt they. Yes, they had had the surgery with the exception of their penis, because they didn't have a penis. Mm-hmm. They were like, I want kids of my own someday. Yeah, so wanna... not, not just the... Oh, yeah, it's not just the penis. The extant aesthetic. It's it was just a man that wanted to finger himself. Well, no, it was a man who had a womb. Yeah. So not not just, again, the appearance, but the actual instruments within. Yes. Hey. Could have given birth. That deep bloke could have just given birth. Yes. If oh, he, okay. If he Fair enough. Been, I didn't realise that. Yes, if he far. had been inseminated, then he would have, yes. you know, baby out of that man. Now, the reason that I wanted to stick with this segment, because we'd already seen the, the first segment with the woman, so we knew exactly what we were in for. Mm. But as, we, as she was, like, going through the stages of, like, first you see the dicks, then you see the chest, then you see the faces, then they can talk to you, then they come up closer to you. I was kind of we were kind of saying like oh it's not fair isn't it that the guys have to be naked and she's just like there in yeah, fully yeah, clothed yeah. and then you find out that the final stage is that she has to get naked and sort of show what she has to offer so when this man said um, oh I've, I've completely gone through the surgery I'm on testosterone blah 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 but I still have a vagina we knew what we were in for yeah I will state for the record I wanted to leave Oh no! Yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah, in fairness, I wanted, you wanted to, leave. to leave. I didn't want to get to that. I couldn't. I couldn't leave. I will say you pure... didn't want to. Get... I didn't want that on my Snapchat. <laughs> I wanted a fucking time of the night. It was. <laughs> it was purely for time. I will say. Oh, okay. I wanted. To... I was curious. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't. <laughs> was it wasn't curious. your lack of curiosity, or yeah. just like, oh, this is terrible. We we cannot, you know. Yeah, I think the most generous you could be is that I wasn't compelled enough to uh, delay other parts of life. Right. To see it. I see. Okay. Whereas I feel like you were. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It had to be And we did, and it was worth it, because it happened, and we were like, okay, that's happened. I'm going to send this to Eddie on Snapchat. So I just recorded the man, they, she, walking out (laughs) of the back, completely in the news, and it just recorded and sent to it with no caption and no context. There was was no context, and that's the thing, because... Jordan doesn't Snapchat me. No. Like, this is not a thing where we, like, regularly communicate on Snapchat. Yeah. So so if I get something off of Jordan, I'm like, okay, Jordan sent me a Snapchat. And then I open that, and I'm like, what 
the fuck <laughs> am I watching? Like, why? I really, really hoped, because it was close to midnight, which is around the time that the pub closes, and I didn't know whether you were on a shift or not, and I really wanted you to just open it as you were, like, closing, and just be watching it, and people would see it and be like, what the fuck are you doing, Eddie? But alas, I, I was, I was, I was, no, I was at home. Yeah, okay. I was at home in my room on my own. So, <laughs> thankfully, essentially, it, it's kind of, kind of not obese, but like overweight man with kind of like receding hair. Did, did they say that they were into larping? I don't know. Okay, they they looked like the kind of person that was into larping. Okay, yeah, drunk, Dungeons and Dragons looked like a beta of. male. Yeah, yeah, that you know. Yeah, receding hairline, kind of wispy beard, mm. body hair, like quite large upper arms and tattoos on the arms, and a vagina. Now we we can't put that image on the YouTube video. No, we can't. So I just or invite social you. Media I just, or anywhere yeah, else. anywhere. Yeah. So I'll just invite you. We will be silent for ten seconds as I invite you to picture that right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, the one thing I... Are you telling me you wouldn't hit that, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I would hit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, YouTube police. I know you're listening in. The only thing I would I wanted to say, though, is that... I don't know if it goes back to what you were saying about, oh, it's supposed to be empowering. I think that's the idea. I mean, it? everyone was saying on the show, like, oh, we're so, you know, supportive of your decision. Mm. The women as well in the booth. Yeah. Not that they would pick a woman who hated no. someone who had gone through uh, gender realignment that, surgery. The thing I was prepared to be annoyed about was knowing uh, what we did about this individual. Mm. For the for the women on offer to be incredibly attractive, like Greek goddesses, mm. that would have pissed me off. Okay. But obviously they were all blimps. Okay, so, 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 sorry. Can I just... No, two okay. of them were, the two that weren't were the first two to go. Yeah, but also... Okay, there were a couple that like weren't hideous. And I remember saying, that wait for their teeth. And every time their teeth were manky. Yeah. So sorry. Can we just rewind a second? We're so getting demonetized. <laughs> we don't get fucking money from it. I know. Way. But look, we're just torpedoing our torpedoing our chances no, before no. we even start. Okay. So so yeah. Sorry. Just to clarify. So this is a gentleman with a vagina. Yeah. Who kept that part of their body. Yeah. And the womb because yeah. they one day want kids. Mm. Yes. Seeking a woman. Yeah. Yeah. To be gay with, yeah. Well, so they're going to have to find a third party yeah, to yeah, fuck them then. Oh, well, just yeah, artificial not insemination. Yeah, not yeah. necessarily for sex, yeah. 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 Artificial insemination, yeah. But it's interesting that they they want to go through the pregnancy. Yeah. Not not the female part. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's weird. interesting. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know, because obviously just we're not women. I don't, know, I don't know if that's a general thing with women, is that they, they want children, they just don't want to go through the pregnancy. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. But it'd be interesting if that was the case, where okay. you want to avoid the pregnancy, and then this this person is like, "Oh no, I want to be pregnant with the child," you know? Yeah, I'll say just just for the sake of the the illusion of balance and to uh, redeem us in the eyes of uh, the YouTube Stasi. Yeah, uh, my TRDR, whatevs. <laughs> I'm just like surprised. That we've saved it. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I just misread the show as, oh, this is just surface level. This is just a surface level yeah. show for surface level people. So to bring in someone who'd gone through gender realignment surgery, that's not a sur- assignment. Sorry? Gender reassignment surgery. Did I say sur- alignment? My apologies. That's all right. Yeah, that's not a shallow thing, you know? Gender reassignment. Well, it is, isn't it, actually? No, no, no. Just like the fact that someone has been through that. It's not just like, you know, oh, this is... Oh, it's not a casual experience. Yeah, this is Chad. He's had like got a six pack and a big right. dick. It's like, no, no, this is like a... Okay, I know what you mean. This is part of like, 
you know, a lot tag. of conversation. It's, it's not it's not casual. It's not a casual yeah, yeah casual's yeah. the word I was looking yeah. for. It's mm. not a casual thing, and it seems like a very casual show, so I'm surprised that it yeah. did that. Well, I think Channel Four as well, it's it you know, it's quite a lefty sort of channel. Okay. Uh the news is is quite um liberal, biased and right. all that sort okay. of stuff. Um the famous Kathy Newman interview. Kathy Newman, yeah. Jon Snow, um that other bloke that interviewed RDJ, what's his name? I don't know, but I just love the fact these two, and then the other one. No, what's his name? Um, I don't know his name. He's the one that's been involved, that was in the Quentin Tarantino interview. I'm sure yeah, you know about that. Tarantino and RDJ, but I can't remember uh, his RDJ, name. RDJ, yeah, and Rich Diawadi. What's his fucking name? Krishnan Guru Murthy. It is. I've literally just got yeah. the name. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. Sorry. Krishnan Guru Murthy, yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely has like a, a leaning towards the left. Mm. So um, I imagine they think of it as something that's kind of empowering. And that's... I mean, something that um, certainly annoys me, I don't know about you guys, but it's, it's when a film contains, like, gay characters or characters who've gone through this sort of process. The film is often about that, and it's about them. Right. You can't... I, I feel like we're getting better, but it doesn't... It feels like you can't really just drop a gay character into a story without their gayness being the story, you know, in some cases. Norm- you want to normalise it, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I suppose yeah. this show is doing that because, as we've said, it's a very casual show and it's not exploring the issue. It's just like, mm. oh yeah, this person is just also on here. Yeah, I mean, I guess it started as when gay characters were kind of seen as acceptable. Mm. There was a thing of, oh, they're the gay best friend thing. Yeah. And that was seen as being kind of flippant about it. Okay. And so now we're going through the phase where it has to be about that, you know? Mm. Hopefully, we'll come out the other end of the tunnel and it will just be, it doesn't matter. There yeah. are instances of that currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to pigeonhole. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Mm. So, while we've had this, I've had Facebook on. Right. On my laptop. Oh, God, have you been live streaming this? No, 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 <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Hear everything. <laughs> no, no. I say that and, as if we're not going to release this to the public <laughs> at some point no. anyway. And so, someone has shared a, I mean, it's going to be fake, but they've shared a Tinder profile. Okay. For the coronavirus. Ah, right. And oh just, yeah, it's probably fake, Eddie. I think that's uh, a no, no, safe, no, no, uh, no, no, no. But I, just, I like the bio. Okay. <laughs> it's like new in town, looking for fun. Just got out of China, traveling the world. Wanderlust, lol. Uh, masks and goggles are a huge turnoff. Swipe left if you're a doctor. Give me a chance. I'll take your breath away and leave you in bed for days. <laughs> well, it's fucked more more people than anyone else on Tinder, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just that it popped up and I was like, ah. I like this. Yeah, that's still a thing, you know. What? Coronavirus? Yeah. 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 Let's not talk about that. Okay. Is it okay, go on. show on, I think it's a show, or it's a segment, I don't know what you call it, on Sky News. I don't know what it is, but it's basically, um, there are these kids in a room, and they're sort of going through the headlines of the moment. Kids, kids yeah. Right. Young kids, like 12 to 15, maybe? Maybe oh, younger? Right. okay. And I assume it's to appeal to kids and be like, mm-hmm. oh, if we have like a kid, a, a kid's take on these headlines. Yeah. But it's just so like weird and awkward the way they've done it. It's like a, they're all like in this like overly dressed room mm. and they're all like around a pool table pretending to play pool. Right. As like this, per- like, like one of the girls is like sitting on a couch with like looking at her, t- at her tablet going, have you heard about the coronavirus? <laughs> okay. That's a, that's come from China, right? <laughs> yeah. I've got it. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like we're the worst people to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I assume you've heard the news story about the, the, the transatlantic flight that got to its destination significantly faster than usual yeah, because yeah. it was being blown by the winds. Oh, no. Oh, it broke, like, the sound barrier because of the wind. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, right. I was pushed to it. And that was brought up on the news. I'm feeling supersonic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, they brought up that, like, that. They were like, you know, that, that flight went faster than the speed of sound. And the kid cuts to, like, the boy, and he's like, no way! And it's just so clearly, like, scripted, and, like, yeah. you can't, you know, you have you can't be, like, on your phones. You have to, like, play pool, because that would send a bad message if you're just, like, on your phones, I guess. I guess. And you have to be, like... Oh, your friends, you know, you're like playing pool. Yeah, that's bizarre that it's like playing snooker or pool or whatever it is that they're playing. Well, it's like the like they try to like set up like it's a sitcom or something. It's yeah, and it's like um, well, kids just don't play pool. No, unless they're on holiday. If if the idea is that because they're not, it, it just looks like someone's like playroom den. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. den. So if the idea was just oh, we'll like make it look like these kids are in a natural environment, mm. like oh, they're playing like the Xbox or the you know they're like. They're on their laptops, or I don't know. They're out playing. Shove them all on a PS4 with Fortnite. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. That's what it would be. Is there one of them just in the background constantly flossing? <laughs> you're, like, you're like a tablet from Twin Peaks or something. Can, can you just do that? Four people have now again, Sam. Yeah. I wasn't actually. I just did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was a segment there. I can't floss. Where there was like a young kid. Um, I think she's uh, she's of Asian descent. I don't know if she's from China. Right. But she's been like. Uh, quarantined by the coronavirus. <laughs> it's the just, coronavirus is quarantined there? Yeah. Okay. So it was like a segment with her and she was just like, you know, I, she was like seven, five, quite young. And she was just like, I've been hit by the virus. I miss my family. Sometimes I get to go outside. <laughs> it's just like this little, like, like it looks like a hotel and they just cordoned off like a part of the lawn for her to just sort of walk around in for a while. Is her name, um... Okay. St- steady. Oh. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> Wheelie sick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, but again, it's just funny. Like, she's in that hotel room and the camera. I don't know how they did it, how they recorded her, because it's clearly like a camera cruise with her. But she's like, yeah, you know, some I get to talk to my friends sometimes. They send me games. And there's, like, on the shelf behind her, there's, like, Monopoly and Scrabble. Like, 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 fuck is she playing Monopoly and Scrabble by herself? But she does play Minecraft at one point, so it's like, oh, okay. Right. You know. If she's playing Monopoly and Scrabble by herself, that is even sad. Oh, the- <laughs> Scrabble, like, fine. I guess it's, you, you can it's sort of like, oh, this is just an words. exercise. Yeah. yeah. I'm not go- playing for scores. I'm just, this is just, but Monopoly? Yeah. What the fuck would Monopoly? She's becoming an evil, Yield. evil, like, dictator as she, like, plans out how she's going to take over everything. <laughs> but over herself. Yeah. She's playing herself. I win and lose every time. <laughs> okay, let's get off this topic. <laughs> I think we should talk about the uh, last the, thing. The piece, the piece de resistance. Yeah. Okay. 